Diagram 5.7.8. A ruptured venom sac. This was taken from a purple worm. Already ruptured pre-harvest. I don't know if this is of any use, but it's not every day that you see such a specimen up close. And it's not an experience I wish to go through again. Diagram 5.8.B. A crystal. The crystal exhibited powerful anti-magic properties, disabling not just arcane magics, but divine and primal magic as well. If properly handled and with enough time, this crystal will have incredible implications in society and war. Diagram 5.8.C. A crystal. The anti-magic crystal went through some sort of inversion with the help of Finn and Fidium. See diagram 5.8.B.1 for a theorem on how an anti-magic field could be inverted to become a vitalizing aura. Perhaps the residents of the village may know more, as guardians of a different kind of crystal. I will work on the inversion theorem some more. Perhaps the crystal can be reverted back to its anti-magic state if needed. Hi, everybody. I'm Corey. I'm the Diggity Diggity Dungeon Disaster DJ. I'm here with the group. Say hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hello. All right. So let's go ahead and introduce ourselves, and we will roll right back in to the Tiefling Tribe. Let me stop this music here. Um, let's go ahead and start with, uh, let's do Z-Man Ultra. Hey, I'm Chris, and I'll be playing Zer, the human monk of the old light. Rodeo. I'm Rodeo or Max, and I'll be playing Caster, your grave cleric SMR. Dust. Hello, I am Dust, and I will be playing Finn, the human bardlock. Alex. Hi, I'm Alex, and I will be playing Callisto, your half elf druid. And last but not least, Jace. Hi everyone, I'm Jace. I'll be playing Caustic, your human keeper of memories. So, um, when we last left off, uh, we had had a scene with um, Rodeo and... Not Rodeo, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> with Caster. I was only the best man at your wedding. Callista's father. <laughs> Jesus. Um, that That tells the listeners how many times... Like, I have just, I'm horrible with names, and I've just mixed you guys up with your characters constantly. Mm -hmm. um, I was having the conversation out of game with, like, Chris, and I, I referred to Alex as Callisto the whole time. You did that I mean, last you, session a bunch of times, too, yeah. You still refer to me as Rodeo a lot. I'm like, dog, like. <laughs> I can't help it. My You're brain just Rodeo is just or Maxwell. I sometimes right. call my wife by her screen name. It's it's hard, you know, because like sometimes it's it's like you get so used to saying that name. It's why I still call Lily Winter every now and then, and just it's just it's a hard change. But we had that scene, and right now they're gearing up for a large feast. So they've got kind of food options for a lot of things, and they're slowly coming out. There is. A large tent with a fire that's got a plume of smoke coming kind of from like a, a corner of the area. That's clearly where they're cooking. Uh, plenty of other homes. 
Um, they've got things that are like mushroom stew, which is kind of like a thick broth with some nice mushrooms. They've got uh, some kind of fresh boiled corn. Um, and they have livestock here. So they've they've turned butter. They've got some salted butter kind of in the mix for this corn. You've got uh, mashed potatoes, uh, green beans. You've got kind of like more, more like, uh, I guess you could say... Uh, jungle-esque kind of stuff they have actually collected uh the seeds uh cacao cacao seeds and they have used those in several types of desserts and so those are also kind of lining the table as well and then they have more meaty options as well for because not all of them are 100 percent vegetarian there are meat eaters amongst the groups um there are uh, a large uh, they've got they've got a roast pig now, of course, they've been polite and they've put most of the meat on a separate table. Um, but they've got a roast pig. They've got a little bit of turkey. They've got um, kind of uh, like a roast beef stew as well that's also mixed with mushrooms, some carrots, um, some potatoes maybe. Um, and it's just a large banquet. The evening is going to drag on. It's, you guys are going to see the sun kind of roll into that amber sky uh, just lightly through the canopy every now and then. Because the canopy is going to be relatively thick, and you're only going to see the sky every so often, maybe in like a certain position in the clearings sometimes. You'll be given a small place to kind of relax. There is a hut that is um, kind of for guests, or guests of honor, most would, would say. Um, right now... Uh, that is pretty much empty as everybody else is clearly running around getting everything done. Um, if you guys wish to kind of rejoin together, have a conversation or plan before you go, that might be a good time. Um, if not, we can head straight to the dinner. However you guys feel you want to, you want to go. I think Callisto would head back to that hut and wait for everybody else just to have a check-in. Um, so this is before dinner is served, right? Okay. Um, I'm, I'll be watching for Callisto's lead um, and seeing her head to that area. I will follow and... Uh, don't really have any expectations of anybody else, but um, I would hope that everybody would be gathered. Actually, as everybody is coming in, uh, Callisto will pull Zer aside really quick and just say, Um, okay, you've had this happen before, I would assume. Um, but my dad just met my partner, and now they're talking by themselves, and I don't know how to handle it. Is that good? Is that bad? I don't know. Cause he liked RK. I don't know if he's gonna like Aster. Fuck. Ah, help. Well, um, in my case, my dad asked Leander to move into us right away with us. Um, I don't know how likely that is here. Yeah, that's probably not gonna happen. I'm afraid I don't think we have the same expectations or experiences. I, I It's hard to 
kind of quantify an, an experience when it hasn't happened yet. Yep. 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 That about sums it up. Can I have a hug? Yeah. <laughs> and Kelly will just freaking tackle him into a hug. Just she's stressed, but she's trying to deal with it. So yeah. Um Zara will just kinda like take her by the shoulders and just like hold her and be like, it's a good thing that Castor is talking to your dad, especially so soon after undeadening um and that caster himself is a grave cleric um this all bodes really really well um callista's <laughs> face at the mention of grave cleric just drop i'll just uh, I'll kiss her on the forehead and then kind of just like resume sitting beside her <laughs> okay she'll she'll sit like down. that was awkward <laughs> Yep. Callisto <laughs> will sit down next to Zer with just a thousand yard stare and wait for yeah, everybody else to show up. The, they both have that thousand yard stare. Yup. I, I, don't, yeah, I don't know about everybody else, but uh, Finn would probably wouldn't go back to that hut. He'd just be exploring around the town. Just walking around, trying to uh, keep him to himself. Caustic, basically unsure of what they're allowed to do or like what they can do, would just kind of stick to either probably at this point Callisto. Yeah. So just kind of being near Callisto, but not like right behind her, just kind of not taking up space near her. Astraptor is a little bit of, you know being confused about what just happened will uh, find his way back to the group. Did he hurt you? Please tell me he didn't hurt you. Oh, he didn't hurt me. Okay, thank God. It's... Something about wolves feeding me to them. The thousand yard stare returns. I'm I'm glad you're not dead. We'll talk about that another time, I think. Um so yeah. Welcome to my place, I guess. Zara's going to um sit forward in his seat, because I imagine that they're at some kind of like a long table. But um and he's he's going to um look at Cossack who's just joined us and um have you figured out anybody in particular that might be of interest or use for the crystal? And he'll make a vague gesture. Caustic will kind of like do that me gesture, like kind of like, or are you talking to me gesture? Uh, is that responsibility alone, and is that not already decided? Oh, I no, I just thought 
that with your intense study of it, it hasn't gone unnoticed. And I, I'm not the smartest when it comes to magic, so I just thought you might have a bit of initiative on us. Uh, I hold on. Did we all see to be seen uh, during that that fight? Or after it? Yeah, I, I think we all saw when Finn spoke to Fidium. Um, sometimes inspire Fid a little bit more than I did, and then Finn mentioned something about focusing on the crystal, and then the light happened. So, I think, if I'm understanding things, correctly and if I've observed things correctly I think we've had a trial of fate and it seems Fidium has won it as Caster when you wielded it it was unpleasant to you uh, putting it lightly and seemed, at least when Finn did the same, it was unpleasant for him. I didn't wield it properly, but I did hold it, and I felt the weight and the power, which I think means it's not me. So it seems the one who is available, the one who is able, would be our friend Fidium. So I think at least that's where my vote goes. I'd agree with that. Seems the safest choice, at least. And I think we all noticed there might have been a little something going on with him and Arwen. I think that may be irrelevant, superfluous, perhaps. Uh, although, who knows? Maybe a romantic connection is needed or. A connection is a here? connection. No. Or, or, he, uh, well, okay. Arwen's, Arwen's there, uh, but uh, Fidium is not. I don't think okay. it's superfluous if we consider the prophecy that the Sphinx revealed to us. I mean... At least not necessarily. Um, the, the carvings on the wall indicated that the the being that was born from crystal would need some kind of love to be able to perform the ultimate task and we all presumed different types of love i thought the love of a parent from kodia but that didn't seem to pan out when we got to kodia's isle maybe it is a romantic kind of love but uh no matter I think Callisto's right, a connection is a connection. And I think it is that kind of connection, regardless of its specificity, that will allow Fidium, presumably, to wield the blade in the final fight. Arwen's gonna kind of, like, stammer. Like, she... She seems to... I don't know, it, it feels awkward for her right because it seems like you're insinuating in, in front of her that she is 
kind of in like in this this romance, which uh, you know, much like earlier back in Lorbrum, uh, Fidium hadn't even contemplated this situation or, or kind of how you guys perceive this. And so this is all kind of new to her. And, and so she's, she's just going to kind of like speed up. I, I, I don't know what you mean. I mean, yeah, he's, he's really sweet, kind of funny. Um, romance is, um, a bit much. I, I maybe, I, uh, I wasn't she is necessarily gonna turn red and walk out. Ah, uh, fuck! Not like running away, but she's just like kind of like needs air, you know. Ah, uh, checks out. Calls to kind of shrugs, like mm, I don't know. Okay, um. So, by my math, we have a day to rest, relax, train, prepare, do whatever needs to be done. Uh, is there anything anyone else needs to do while we have this time? I mean, while we're here, I won't lie, I have a lot of questions for my family. Really, only two, but... We can discuss those over dinner, I'm, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. Unless I so, am. So, here's something that I'd like to put forward. Caster, I'm mm. Lesko. I, through all happenstance and misfortune, am Lord or Mayor in absentia of Lorbrim, which does give me some judicial power when it comes to unifying people. Is this something that you would care to do before we rush into battle? Callista's just gonna look at Castor and look back at Caustic to say, are you implying we do a wedding in a day? I, to be frank, if, well, ha, to be caustic, I mm. think we need to look at our odds and look at these chances, and that needs to be something that you can consider. I will not rush you, I will not force you, but I know some people are sentimental about these things. Caster's just looking at Callie to, for her lead. But he doesn't uh, seem opposed to it. Okay, he doesn't seem opposed to it. No. She just says... Um... Uh... Yes, with one stipulation. I, get, I asked my sister to marry us. Suppose... That's fair. Uh, this will all count for the same. You know, I think I just kind of have to be the one to go kiss the bride kind of thing. Otherwise, it's all the same in the eyes of the law. Okay, so we're looking for a legal thing? Sure. I mean, I have 
powers Eltrich and Arcane that can bind you two together. Uh, but the same, same rules apply. I I don't care when I don't care when and where I just want to be with you. Well, where are you going to find such a wonderful community elsewhere? In, with you, Caster. I think you you've already bought the rings too. Technically, Caster will look down at his platinum ring. Oh. Forgot about the ring thing you people do. What? We have vines. We don't do rings, but... If it works, it works. Well, I'll allow you two to think that over and to do any planning. Just call on me to wave things and to make the paperwork official. Nikosta's just gonna run. She's gonna go find her sister. Uh, guys, how do how do I plan a wedding? I'm only used to planning funerals. I think I, not to be stereotypical, but I think in this instance, at least, it does need to be on Callisto. It's her community and her rituals that would be invoked. What do I do what? then? Do what? What do I do then? I can't just sit here and do nothing. You sure can. Uh, or, uh, I'm going to... If I poke my head out, will I see Finn walking around? Uh, Finn? Uh... It depends on how big the village is. He's just been wandering, to be honest. So he might, yeah, yeah. Let, just for its uh, convenience' sake, yeah. Okay, I'll I'll wave you over uh, and just kind of, uh, Finn. I think we're getting drunk tonight. Why? Uh, eve of eve of battle. Don't want to be hungover for the day of battle, uh, and also I think we're. Throwing a bachelor party impromptu. Oh, really? Who's yours? Yeah, you caught me. I've fallen in love, and I'm about to elope and leave you uh, to go fight Solomon on your own. I always knew you would. You know me, hopeless romantic. Of course. Uh, and I'll motion you inside to look at an even paler caster. I assume. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so, I think I actually do. I have alcohol. I do. Wait, no, I don't. I gave it to Chris. Oh, we gotta, we gotta I'll call up Sarah. Andy. Andy's gonna I, be in this bachelor party. Hell so. yeah! What's bachelor party without a game of poker, dog? I actually, I want to take a moment here, real. Because I got a question for Finn. Because I, uh-huh. I just want to double check that I, I have this correct. You had already previously sent mail 
to um you, you sent the reappearing quill back to Anastasia, correct? Yes. Okay. That and a letter is gonna appear in front of you. It uh, he'll rip it open. Read it. Let me Flip that over for you. It's uh, it's in roll twenty. Oh, I wrote it out specifically for you. I see that. <laughs> I was so excited about doing this. <laughs> I'll I'll read it out, Mister Tallstrider. I hope you enjoyed the gift I left for you in Lorbrum. A spell to do that large of an effect on an entire town is quite hard to get get a hold of, but it is a small taste of what you can hope to happen to you. If you and your group continue this foolish idea of coming after me. Nah, you fucker. I, kn- I know you've collected the crystal and seize power to make the fallen star more powerful as well. I don't believe you are as powerful as you hope to be even with those items. Do the smart thing and just walk away. I can promise you, you and your friends, a new life when I take my place as the new great old one once this is all over do the smart stand the smart thing instead of pretending to play hero i can bring your blind friend back with you i can even bring your blind friend back with you think it over your best friend zalem i wouldn't have read that out loud but i i just for the listeners i wanted to read that out loud Thank you. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. Where where does it is it b- before I meet back up with everybody or while in in the the hut with everybody? I would say while in the hut. Caustic will look like we knew you had that right and who that went to and everything. Yeah. Okay. So seeing it pop back up, Caustic would like look up and kind of watch you read but like wouldn't push it once you were done reading like once you put the letter down like wouldn't say anything he he would grip the letter like like angrily for a second but then not show any emotions and put the letter back in his pocket and just be uh like put a fake smile on and be like, oh, it's uh, it must have been a letter she sent before everything happened. It just took a while. I'm I need some fresh air, but I, I, I'm gonna I, I, we'll talk we'll talk more about this uh, about the planning later. I, 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 I need a moment. And he'll leave and just walk aimlessly. Caustic is going to look at Zare and Caster with just kind of like a concerned curiosity, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Zare knows enough or or has heart enough to actually explain anything 
the only thing that I can imagine me doing is like shaking my head, like just just an ambiguous no. Like it could have been like a no that's not actually what we just witnessed. Or, no, Finn's not all right. It could have been any of those. Caster, on the other hand, is going to go even more pale and sit back down in a chair because he knows that that letter shouldn't have come here. He knows how powerful the magic that had turned everyone to stone was. He he used a lot of energy to try to undo it on just one person, and he couldn't. Well, There'll be a moment. Uh, oh, oh, go go ahead, Cord. I was just gonna idle chat, so that's okay. Uh, to to maybe lighten the load a little bit, uh, there'll be a moment at the front door where um, timing just happens to be so coincidental that both Arwen and Fidium will try to re-enter at the same time, kind of bump into each other. A very awkward exchange, like neither of them looking at each other, um, and you know, Fidium will let her go first, and then he'll come in, and then. They're going to start standing on opposite ends of the building from each other, um, at least for the time being, because it seems uncomfortable to them a bit. I have enough resources for for two in case we're really wishing to push that matter. Idiom. I'm assuming you would rather train in the daytime rather than right after a large party. Is that okay with you? Uh, Tomorrow? Yeah, that's that's fine by me. Um, I uh, promise you can use your own eyes this time. And he'll just smile kindly. But he'll he'll kind of chuckle back. It would be uh, that would be kind of appreciated. Um, and he'll he'll kind of because uh, he he's had a small bit of cash, uh, but he'll he'll kind of pull out this. Uh, it's it's very jungly. It's it's almost like a um, a mix between a longsword and machete, uh, close to a falchion, not falchion. Um, what are they called? The um, sabers, scimitar, sabers, scimitar, close to a scimitar, um, but it's going to have. Uh, a thicket of wood and a little bit of a sprig of, of grass at the end of the hilt. He'll have purchased his own longsword for training. Finally. Oh, well, feel free to keep that sword and perhaps that sword may be good for training, but I think if... Well, should we make this decision with two of our party missing? But I... I will put forward, I, I think perhaps Fidium should carry the crystal and begin properly training with that sword to become used to it. I don't disagree. Perhaps he shouldn't use that while we're, you know, sparring and practicing forms. That may be a bit of a... but it. Just carry it on your on your waist to get used to the the weight and the the feeling of it. Is that amenable, Zare and Fidium? and Arwen, and Arwen, of course. You you mean um, 
Harbin's blade? The, and he's going to point to the one on his, his hip. Yes. To, to answer Kostrick's question, I think, Fidium, that it would be beneficial to get used to the weight of a sword. It's different when you're fighting with both a blade, and he points to the scimitar that's on his back, um, and um, unarmed at the same time. Okay. Um, I think you can throw a few good punches. Uh, maybe. Uh, they're going to kind of look at each other and quickly look away. Um, it is, it is, there is a level of tension in this room right now. Well, I think, or I hope, Dinner is ready by now. Believe it or not, being eaten a few times does work up an appetite. Uh, and Caustic will just kind of walk out and I assume know where the food will be served slash go to find it. Probably. Uh, let me... As you guys come out of the building, they've got a bit of food. Um, one of the tieflings is kind of off to the side playing a little bit of flute. Just kind of like setting a soft kind of dinner feel. Actually, I don't I don't like that. We're going to switch that. Um, oh, let's do this one. That's better. Caustic is headed off to grab some food. Um, what's everybody else doing? Uh, Callisto is having a rapid conversation with her older sister, probably in Druidic, just because that's the language they both share, uh, that no one else in the party does. Um, we don't have to RP all of that out, but I'm I'm curious what she would say if Callisto asked her to be the person who married them, because originally it was going to be their their mother. Who married her in RK? So she doesn't mind it. Um, you're, you're definitely going to have to talk on the go. Um, it is she, totally. she's kind of dealing with a lot, right? Because you're you're noticing that all the original stuff that was your mother's duty has now fallen to her for the time being, and. Uh, She's not really, she's not really enjoying it 100%. So she's she's getting a little frustrated. People kind of snapping um, at a few people here and there, um, but you know, it, it's not it's not like an excited like ooh like yeah she'll do it. But she does she definitely agrees to it. Um, she's always been kind of a down 
down to earth kind of person. She's never really kind of like girlied out or, or anything like that. So, yeah, it's it's kind of within her to to be like that. Okay, cool. She will thank her and, if willing, give her a hug. Yeah. Okay. And then she will go try and find the rest of the party. Astrid would probably still be in the the visitor hut thing, probably pacing back and forth nervously, and to try to calm himself down. He, anybody who's in there could tell he's he's going over. I guess specifically Zareth would be able to tell because Caster speaks his spells in Celestial, and that's the only language they share. So you can see he's going over. Like prayer recitation, spell, verbal components. He's he's getting everything locked into memory for the next couple of days coming up. But he's very obviously nervous. Actually, Caster, this is the one time that I wish I did have more advice for you. But I really do think everything's going to be just fine. Um, how about I get you some food? Maybe, yeah, I'm just wedding and then I, I just, I, it's, I don't know what to prepare. I'm scared. Air vows are a good idea. Yeah, but you know, maybe I should do that. Maybe I should do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, he's gonna, um... I'll pat Kessler on the shoulder and um, I'll take two bowls from the table out to um, join Cossack in the buffet kind of style um, feeding. <laughs> um, and he'll probably meet um, Callisto on the way back to the hut at the same time. Yeah, as close to us heading towards food, he's coming back. She says, uh, hi. Everything okay? Uh, I think so. Honestly. Um, how did it go with your sister? She said yeah. Um, she's stressed, but that's understandable. I wish I could help her more, but unfortunately, uh, we all have other shit going on. So we'll focus on that after we save the world. Totally. Uh, yeah, I okay. that we can call it safe, but we're making it a easier time on them by saving first. That's a very good way of phrasing that. Um, I have a question for you. Actually, since you're here. Um, so this isn't necessarily a tradition in my family, but I know it's a thing in other cultures, because I've, I've spent some time around. And I never had, like, a best man or, or a bride's maid of person. And since Rieka's gonna marry us, and I'm marrying Castor... I guess, like, food stuffed in his mouth. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you a second. Oh, okay, cool. Um, would you mind being the, the person? Because you're 
besides Caster and RK, who I'm kind of casually assuming is dead, and that's a thing I want to ask about, but besides Caster and RK, you're kind of the closest thing I have to a best friend? And I oh. want to honor that, even though this is really last minute. I mean, you can say no. You can say no. It's okay. I, I like to be honored, not to sound conceited. Um, I really have no idea what you're asking me, though. And he takes another bite of food. I don't either! I, I just... Uh, uh, you're, you're cool. You're cool. And I want you to be recognized as being cool. I don't know what I'm asking. I, I'm gonna go get food. I'll be back. It's just walks off. Alisto, as you're leaving? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello. I'm here for you whatever you need, whenever you need it. Okay. I think that's kind of what I'm asking. Then yes. Okay. So we'll give him a little hug and then go back off to get food. Yeah. Finn does not return for dinner. Uh, seeing as Finn hasn't returned for dinner, uh, Caster is going to cast Sending to Finn and say, Hey Finn, can you please come back to the guest hut? I need to talk to you. Um, he, does, he doesn't respond. Uh, that worries Caster. And so Caster would have had a notepad out and a quill and some ink. He would have been writing some stuff down. And after he cast that spell, he would have put it away. And then got up and using a little bit of his remaining magic he's going to cast uh locate object and he'll do it on Finn's shirt because he's seen that up close more times than he can count he's going to try to find him how far away is Lorbrum from the jung the uh, the jungle from her village? More than a thousand feet, dog. Yeah, then you I wouldn't be there. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't locate me. Because Finn used the harp to teleport back to Lorbrum. About a hundred and thirty-four miles. Uh, Caster is, if anybody sees him, I don't know if anybody's around, but he's like kind of pacing the outskirts and looking increasingly panicked. I imagine Callie would find him at some point. Just, uh, uh, darling, why do you look like you're about to chew your tongue off? Um, Finn's, Finn's gone. I, I, I can't find him. I can't locate him magically. I can't... He won't answer. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on. 
calm before you do anything stupid. Do we have any idea where he might have gone to? Um, let me roll something to see at the moment. He got a letter, and I doubt it could have been good, but I don't know where he would have gone. I thought he was just going to blow off some steam. One of his special letters. Where he writes with the quill and the letter goes. The message for him. The one he shared with Anastasia. Okay. Did he have the lawyer with him? I, I don't know. I was... I was um, thinking about other things. Okay. He could be anywhere, probably. Um, okay. Uh, shit. I, I can get us there, but I can't get us back if we're going to... If, I mean, the first thing I can think of is Lorbrum. If it's Anastasia, maybe she sent him a letter and... He went to go see her. I don't know. Master will shake his head. She couldn't have. Strange things have happened, but fair. Uh, I will say about this time, he would he would send a message to you and say, "I'll be back tonight. I'm at Lorbrum. Don't worry about me for right now." Well, you were right, Callie. I was? Oh, yeah, wait, what? He sent me a message. He's in Lorbrum, and I'm worried about him. But if I'm being honest, it seems like the safest place to be right now. Far, so. away, far away from everything, all conflict, and nobody's alive there to hurt him. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Okay. Then we worry about us, then, I guess. Okay. I can do that. I can I can try. I've noticed you still look like you're gonna shoot your tongue off. <laughs> I thought I'd be the one who was worried about this. Yeah. Um Huh. This is, this is gonna be a good night. It has to be. About this time, Zer would have returned following Ali. He might have had a, a small conversation with, with Cossack. Um, picking out food. You know, this looks good, this doesn't. Uh, <laughs> and he'll, he'll have a, a bowl full for Caster. Um... Oh man, is Caster too nervous to eat right now? Like I've I've been there. I don't know if he would be. He probably would be. Like he'll pick at it, but he'll he'll look to you, Zareth, and say, uh, "Finn is in Lorbrum." Mm. You knew. Hmm. We're not supposed to split up. 
But I think it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Alright, I gotta go write some stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, bye. I love you. Okay, bye. I love you, too. Good luck, Haster. Sorry, that was... I don't know what I was chewing on, but it was delicious. Uh, it probably the 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 cacao stew. It's good mm. shit. At this point, uh, so everyone is not here. I was going to have a boys' night. Uh, caustic, we'll put that in quotes. But um, looks like we're. Splitting apart, so Callisto, would you care to get drunk with us? Yes. Yes, I would. I would absolutely adore that. Please, can we? Uh, sure, I think. Wait, did Finn have the alcohol? Um, Zare, do you have anything? Do you have any wine at least? Zare does have something. Uh,. I don't believe I have anything in my backpack. But, uh, I gave you a bottle of rum because I thought the bottle was cool, remember? So very long ago. That. that was a long time ago. I did not put it in my inventory, but I can put it in the, um, the group inventory. Or, or not do it. We'll dr we're drinking it. <laughs> and, well, I'll also ask, like, once you pull that out, I'll be like, that's good. Callisto, what's, uh, what type of liquor do your people make? Uh, correct me if I'm incorrect, Corey. Um, well, wine is a thing. Uh, spirits and such. However, being in a jungle, we do have access to, uh, some more psychedelic options. For interested. The most psychedelic thing I've done has been absinthe. So... Honestly, I was kind of asking if there was any absinthe or if there was any, uh, what, what is it? What else is it? There's not absinthe, but there's like aquavite, aquavite, aqua, aquavite. What is it? What is it called? Anyway, all of those we weird. Have, if those we things. have any of those things, I doubt we call them that. But let's go find out, shall we? Callisto is just like complete ADHD little kid energy just going. She's gonna run off and try and find alcohol. Um, well, there's, like you said, there's definitely wine. Um, they have wine, they have ciders. Um, it's just like kind of like fruit ferment. They have those. Um, I don't think they really have any, any like ale. That's, that's more of like a mainlander thing than a jungle society kind of situation. Um, but they, they have three types of psychedelics. Um, the, the first one is, is brown cap, pretty standard, mild stuff. It'll help take care of back pain. Um, it's, it's not really a high psychedelic. It is just a kind of, it's like Advil or Tylenol. Um, it'll get rid of the pain, but you know, that's about it. The second is Absolruth. Um, it is a certain type of root from a mushroom. 
that creates uh, in different people either mild to heavy reactions. It varies per person, so it's it's kind of not well used. Um, but it's used a little bit more than the the Edder Death Cap. Um, and it's it's a misnomer. It is not a killer. But um, there is a potential for uh, probably tripping for the next 8 to 12 hours uh, with this cap. Um, and they're not always great trips. Um, but they're strong. All right. Uh, Callisto will come back with some... If she can find it, pomegranate cider. Um, and a couple of different kinds of wines. Um, and then a sample of the first two uh, mushrooms. And then like one Edder death cap. Okay. She'll bring them back and say, I got samples. One of these might suck, but the rest are probably fine. I'll allow anyone who wants to do hallucinogens to do that. That I've already been through one harrowing soul-transforming experience. I don't think I need to go through another basically the day before a big event, so Same. that's all. That's all. Same. There, do you want some shrooms? I'll only finish what you guys don't finish. Oh, look um, that. Finish? <laughs> I don't think any of us are touching these. Then let's not open one. Okay, great. Um, Pomegranate cider. Let's go. And she will put that in the center of the table. Have at. And Caustic will start to drink. Oh, before we start drinking, um, just to make sure, because don't have a good track record. We're staying here in the village. We're not going to go investigate anything half drunk. Right? I am not already... I am not leaving my village the night before my wedding ever again. Not happening. Okay. Stand the fuck here. And Caustic will look at Caster. Hmm? We're staying here in the village. If something spooky or weird happens outside the village, we are not going to go run off to investigate it. Yeah. At least not individually. I, I'm not at enough strength right now to even do it. Okay. As a team. There. Same. Same time. I promise. Okay. Alright, so, yep, Caster, or Causticle, officially start drinking then, now that they've gotten promises that no one will run off and die this time when they get drunk. She's actually not gonna drink. Oh, I, I guess just as a kind of bit of logistics slash bookkeeping uh, thing... Corey, I have the money. Could I find 25 gold worth of silver powder easily enough? Um, yeah, probably. Okay. I, I need it for the, the spell. Uh, I just want to make sure that I can 
go shopping. Like, um, it'll, it'll probably be like a quick transaction. Like they'll probably have it somewhere, but, yeah. um, uh, it, not a lot of stores are going to be open, but you'll be able to at least get like small stuff. Um, I, I, yeah, I figured it was just kind of more like walking around being like, Hey, can I get some like silver or like going up to Breka? I think you said her name, like someone who would have spell casting. I could be like, can I just buy some supplies? But okay. So I've got that taken care of before I get drunk. And you um, said caster's not drinking? No. He's a... He's a... Mess right now. Ben's gone. He's had the right vows. He's gonna have to go ask a favor of Callisto's dad. So, he's, uh, he's a little worried. And he doesn't want to do any of that drunk. So, um... Whenever, Corey, I would like to go talk to Callisto's father quickly. Um, sure. Uh, you'd probably catch him doing his rounds eventually. Um, excuse me, sir. Mm. I don't... Yes? I, I don't know how much Callisto has made um, known to you of what we have to do. But we're going into some something bad, and I said I'd keep her safe. And there's a spell component I could really use, but I don't have it. Might be able to help. Uh, what's the component? It's a a bowl encrusted with gems. It would help keep everybody safe from poison and fear, and make everybody a little bit stronger. We don't really collect gems here. Flowers usually adorn most of our items. Would I know that if it was of a similar cost, would it work if it was a flower-like wrapped bowl? I don't think it. it's it's something we can switch out. Okay. Oh. Hmm. Most well, of our stuff here is nature-esque. Uh, Sorry. That's fine. I, I'll make do with what I have. I just thought that you'd be the person to ask. Usually. Um. But. Thank you for the dinner tonight. It was it was very good, and I appreciated it. Okay. Of course. It's from the village, uh, not just me, so. Not that I don't appreciate the thank you, what I'm saying is, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I understand. Um, I, I've got to prepare some things, so um, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, I don't think I'm leaving anytime soon. Okay, Caster will nod and he'll do a little bow and then walk back to the hut. Um, Zara will be drinking, but not an exorbitant amount, because the alcohol has no effect on him, so he doesn't want to waste it all on himself. Um, but, uh, in the middle of it, he'll take off his, his silver wolfen, um, uh, wolf-engraved armlet, and he's going to hand it to Callisto. 
Why are you giving me this? It's just something that I heard in idle gossip around the town. Something borrowed, something blue, something, something cacao stew. Okay. I'll, I'll take it. I seemed it would be appropriate. Considering your relationship with your father and... Um, because I had such a close relationship with my father, I thought... I thought it would mean something. Listo will smile. She's drunk. You see her start to tear up a little bit. She says, I'll try to wear it with as much pride as you did. Bonk him with her horn. Lucky That's I how I show affection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the glass ones are coming in handy. Yeah. Or, or rather, I'm lucky I enchanted that. You, yes. <laughs> you are lucky that I can't stab you. It's still a lot to get used to to not have anything on your head, except that these are weighty, so it's kind of nice transition. And I can still wear the vine, and it looks pretty. You do look pretty. And Thanks. I can imagine the difference. It's hard to describe, but... I can imagine it would be hard to describe, too. I can approximate the difference. Yeah. Yeah. At some point, I... I gotta ask... Riga and my dad, a couple questions, but I think I can wait. Honestly, you know why I left. I told you about the village burning down and me wanting revenge. It's weird, because I think I'm at a point where... Both of the men who have loved me best have taught me that healing pain is so much better than inflicting it. I think I want to honor that. I believe that. Yeah. I have to ask, Lestro, if your mother didn't come back, can you still feel her with the crown? I mean the, the vines? The the glass crown, yeah. I don't know. I think I think she's still around. Just watching. I hope eventually she'll be proud of me. But that's family, isn't it? Not knowing. And, uh, how are you doing, Caustic? Uh, you'll notice Caster's over by Caustic because he had been eaten so many times. And you'll just see little flashes of light coming from Caster's hand as he's getting rid of his worry by casting spells and mending up all of Caustic's clothing like a worried mother. 
sitting there just like. How that Custer's helping me with my outfit. I know at least whenever I uh, am turned to ash by Zalem, I'll look good. So doing pretty good. say by this time if nothing did happen Ben would return it should be fine yeah, he, he he just went to where where Anastasia was and just kind of got lost in thought just being around her and then he's like he came back he, do, he doesn't really say anything when he returns to the hut but he, he does like sit down Um, I'll be, I'll be staring at you, Finn. Um, it's, it's a little maybe unsettling for a moment because everybody else is kind of like drunk. So, except Caster, um, but Caster ha is, is otherwise preoccupied, but like Callisto's got a kind of glazed look in her eyes and, and, and Cossack's got a glazed look in their eyes and, um, maybe not as much. I don't know. But um, Zero's completely sober, and he's just like, it looks like he's staring you down. But after a few seconds, it softens. And if I could say it through his eyes, Zero would just be saying, we're good. He wouldn't interpret that, so when he sees you staring, he'd be like, uh... Something you want to ask? I don't think there's anything that's mine to ask. And he'll smile. Ben, you're back. I, I am. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, could you... Could you walk and talk with me for a minute? Sure. Alright, so Castor will get up and start walking along the outskirts of the village with uh, with Finn. I'll say, as they get out of, like, you know, hearing range of the hut, he'll be like, so apparently I'm getting married tomorrow. I heard. Congrats. Well... Uh, people do these traditions and you've been one of my closest friends for a long time and I was wondering if you'd be my best man oh uh of course yeah I don't know what to do man no one really does on their, their wedding day it's But, thanks to Sarah's mom, I still do have these nice clothes. Oh wait, was that Sarah's mom's or was that Marsha? Thanks to Marsha, I still have these nice clothes. Yeah. Ooh. Well, they're all getting drunk. Do you want to get drunk with them? Because I 
I my stomach's upset. I just I don't want to drink. I I don't want to drink either. Besides, uh, some of us needs to stay sober just in case they cause trouble. Uh, you're you're right. Yeah. Let's uh let's go back. They, we were well. I was worried about you. I kept on telling myself you were going to be okay and that you were in a safe spot, but I was still scared. The note was from Zalem. I figured it couldn't have been from anybody good. You saw how much I magic I used to try to fix the problem, and I couldn't. Yeah. He told me, well, in the letter, uh, well, he'll just pull it out and and show it to you. I will look over it, read it quickly, roll it back up, and hand it back to you. I. He needs to be stopped. He does. What do you think? I don't know what to think. I'm, I, it's a lot. I'm, I'm angry. I'm, I'm sad. I'm, I'm but not just sad that uh, the situation. I'm. I feel sorry for, for Zalem. All this darkness and rage for something... I mean, it was not even his fault originally that he was corrupted. So I, yeah. I don't I don't feel like I, I'm not... I feel like this... the the. I don't feel like maybe I've done enough to, to like the purification ritual to, to succeed and then that I've failed that we're just going to have to either we die or we kill Zalem. I'll lend you whatever magics I can to aid you in it but I I don't share your point of view I, I don't feel sorry for him because while it may not have been his fault that he was corrupt in the first place he made these choices and he did these things And I can't abide by that. And I, I can understand that. <clears throat> I don't. I don't know. Uh, we should just. We should get back and make sure yeah. they don't get in any trouble. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks, buddy. Cast will give you a, a hug. He'll hug you back, but before before he leaves, he'll pull out the note again and just rip it up. Then start walking back with you. As you rip it and tear it, and it'll be in the air, you know, little pieces. Caster will immolate it with a sacred flame for you. 
It's a little pillar of light comes up and it all turns into ash. No matter what choices he he that he makes or y'all makes, my choice is to try to save him. My choice is to support all of you and keep you safe. Yep. All right. Got a wedding to do tomorrow, bud. Yep. Oh god, I'm gonna have to perform. You could. I know, could I got to? I'm, you think I'm gonna let you get married? Get you, you and Calista get married without having a performance by the master musicians? I wouldn't expect anything less. Let's go. All right, we go back. I imagine maybe it's getting quite late. Um, I'm trying to ignore what's happening in the roll channel, but I think at this point, um, Zare being one of a few responsible people in the party right now, uh, or at least one of the few having the least fun, <laughs> um, he would be wondering what's happening with Arwen and Fidium, considering the tension. That was at the table last time. And if they're not at the table, he might go out and look at look at the the big fire and and the surrounding food and try to find them. Kind of looking around to the left and right because. It's, it's basically set up like you've got huts along the outside of this, this like inner circle of the area. And then you've got these wooden benches slash table areas that are set along the, the back side of everything. Towards the front, you've got the tables uh, set up closer to this, this large bonfire that sits in the center of everything. It's kind of given and shedding a shit ton of light on pretty much the whole party. Um, and this, this thing is the size of basically a small tree. They're just burning dead wood, leaves, anything that's basically fallen but isn't living is getting tossed into this fire. Um, to the left of that, um, they seem intoxicated, uh, both of them. And they are... Uh, well, Fidium is trying to dance, but clearly it looks like an aneurysm. Um... And Arwen is laughing her ass off on the ground at him, also drunk. Um, she may even kind of spill her liquor a bit um, as she's laughing. Uh, but they're having a good time. You know, it's it's not like they're, like, sticking their hands in fire or, or like, doing anything dangerous. Um, they're, they're having fun amongst themselves while not being obnoxious towards um, kind of those around them. I mean, they're a little loud, but it's a party. Um, everybody's kind of loud. I think the best thing to do is to, um, Zara's going to turn into that parent. Um, it's going to turn into his dad, but he's not going to do anything to like interfere directly. The first thing he's going to do is to make sure that if they've had enough liquor to 
to mess with them in the morning, he's going to try to remove it. And then just let them be. And then he'll just, like, let them have their fun. And and maybe he'll, like, step in to joke around with Vidium and try to teach him to actually dance. Because Zer knows how to dance. Um, but he'll have a little fun with them. And then he'll leave them alone again. And then he'll just like, keep an eye on them for the rest of the night. Romeo performance. Ah, uh, sure. Don't know if I've ever... Vidium has a negative one performance. 30! <laughs> That's a 30. Uh, so, trying to, oh, he's not bad. He rolled an 18 on the die, which is minus one. So, that's a 19. Uh, was a 19. Turned to an 18. So, like, you, you show him a few steps, and of course he's not perfect at it. Um, that's pretty good for when you're wasted, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Even at disadvantage, it'd be a 15. That's still, that's still yeah. serviceable. Yeah. It's... He's staying up. Like he's not. He's not going to be able to keep up with you. You know, this isn't his cultural dance. I'm sure it's. It's probably something that's from your homeland. So, um, he gets the gist of the basics. I'd say. Um, and 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 I'm I'm really just doing this to like make them feel comfortable being them in front of me, so that I can watch from a distance them being by themselves. Um, because I don't want to be that creep who's just staring at them from the corner of the, you know. Um, but so I'll just, like, play with them, tell Arwen a joke every now and then, and keep her laughing. So, as the night goes on, if you don't mind me kind of fast-forwarding a little bit so that we can, um, kind of see an acceleration of the night with them. And then if we have scenes that we want before the end of the night, that's fine, we can go back. I just want to kind of fill us in on their night so I'm not taking too much time. Um, throughout the night, they are going to, cause it looked a little tense at first earlier this morning. I guess the liquor kind of, um, made the awkwardness go away. They started talking again and, you know, you kind of caught them, um, pretty, pretty intoxicated. Uh, they are a lot more open. They're, they're chatting, they're talking. Arwen might even be a little flirty. Um, just a little bit, not like obnoxious like drunk obnoxious flirt it's it's like tiny hints like complimenting his dancing when he's yeah doing really well it, it's 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 almost like to them up until now nothing had been romantic it had just been kind of like oh i like spending time with you you're fun you're a person and then with everybody's comments of everything going on they're they're noticing each other in a way throughout the night. Um, accumulating to eventually uh, maybe making out under a tree uh, by the end of the night. Um, very drunkenly. Um, but that's their night. So we can, we can move on from that. As Finn walks back in, Callisto... I feel like at this point has turned into a bear uh, because she can and that's what she does when she gets drunk so she turns into a fucking straight up grizzly bear and she just walks over to him puts a paw on his chest and just pushes him to the ground and holds him there not in an unfriendly way just it's very clear the sentiment is don't leave please 
You, you know, uh, Callisto, when you have an affair, you usually don't do it in front of your husband. She removes the paw and goes and curls up in the corner. I give her like a like a pat on the head and it's like, I I'm I'm not leaving, don't worry. Nah. She goes and sulks in the corner. He'll pull out uh, can I play that liar without it teleporting? Yeah, at this point it has no charges. Um, all okay. the charges have, I think have been used, so it's going to have to recharge tonight. Okay, and I'm I'm just going to sit by Callisto and start playing uh, a nice, like almost a lullaby to get everybody in the the hut to like relax and probably wind down and sleep. You're down a hand, are you? I had the mage hand uh, to play a hand, right? Yes, that's not. That's kind of not what I'm. I'm getting at. Um, yeah. But you are. You're still missing a hand. Yes. Okay. That 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 actually reminds me. And at this point, I've actually been making faces on camera for the listeners because I don't know how I feel about Zero like watching the the kids make out. But <laughs> um, so um, I'm gonna return to everybody, and I'm gonna see Finn with the liar, and. I'm I'm going to um, find maybe a stump that's kind of like opposite, or not a stump, but maybe yeah, for a stump of a dead tree that was burned to a crisp. Um, and uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try speaking with Finn, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say um, you know I I I know it's not the same. I know you. You love playing the liar, but I did, I did make a gift for you that. Well, to be honest, I'm not sure I'll get a, another chance to give it to you. Um, and he'll pull out um, a small, like four or five hole um, glass ocarina that could be held and played in one hand. Or I'm not saying you have to change professions or anything, and saying you have to put down the lyre, but I thought it would be nice to have an instrument that, until maybe Caster can find that way to get your hand back, um, something that's a little easier and, and, and new, just to expand your musical horizons. So he'll hold out the glass ocarina that's on like a leather, leather thong, and, um, yeah, just... it's it's beautiful. Thank you. I hope it sounds as good as it looks. <laughs> well, he'll he'll like put down the ladder. Let's give it a, a try, and he'll start like getting the, his fingers to the right hole and start trying to play the same kind of song he was like strumming on the lyre. 
Happy birthday. A few days early. You know, with all this excitement, I completely forgot about it. Dang it. I... Thank you. Welcome. You know, we're gonna have to perform for their wedding, right? It'd be the first time we ever actually got the chance to perform together. I guess I could perform all the liar, but I'm supposed to be a best friend of many honors or something. Listo's best man. I, I think that was another thing she said it was. <laughs> uh, I'm for a caster, so it'll have to be after the whole ceremony. Hey, we might not ever get the next chance. Have another chance. <laughs> I look forward to it, then. Um, I, I hope you enjoy the gift. And I hope you get many more chances to play it. Well, I'm be... going to go check on the drunkards. <laughs> I got this one, the, the bear that's sulking in the corner. Oh, I see. And how is our caustic, our, our arcanist of grand designs? Caustic's probably just, like, trying to take notes and, like, work on the theorem as stated in the uh, beginning of the episode, seeing as everyone else seems to be doing something else. I think Sarah for the rest of the night, unless there's any further developments, is going to actually um, sidle up next to Caustic and and peer over the notes, trying his 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 poor soul's darnest to um, to understand the the theorems and diagrams. Yeah, Finn will be playing his new ar ocarina and just hanging out with Callisto and uh, Caster. Well, it seems as though we have come to a, a lull in the night where we can kind of fast forward um, to the next morning. So, uh, at some point, the party will delve down. Less drinking will be had. Um, the fire will eventually smelter down to cinders, leaving kind of smoke in it. This this really nice, uh, I don't know if you've ever kind of smelled like a... Like a back burning, like a controlled back burning, that nice woody kind of oaky scent that kind of lingers in the air. And in the morning, there'll be like a light, low hanging fog um, through kind of out the forest. Uh, a lot of these tables are still kind of sitting out. Nobody's kind of cleaned up the next morning. It is, uh, it's got that after party feel, like early in the morning camping after party. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever done something like that. I used to. Like I used to mm -hmm. camp and party all the time. It was great. There's just something about those mornings that are special. I'm sorry, oh, yeah. that's just me at a game. Um, no, you're you're 100 right. Oh yeah. Um, 
but everybody kind of wakes up in their own way, right? Um, I think you guys are, are capable of deciding whether or not you drank enough to have a hangover. Um, if you were responsible or partied a little too hard, that is up to you. Um, I will say that in the hut, uh, there is no Arwen, there is no Tate, Tate, uh, Fidium. Sorry, I keep calling him by his last name. Um, uh, Glisto will wake up, uh, with a bit of a start, smelling the smoke in the air. Uh, I think she has, like, a slight hangover. She kind of jumps forward back in her own half-elfin body. Blinks. And realizes... Everything's fine. And looks at Caster. Looks at Finn. And just breathes. For a second and waits for everybody else to wake up. The caster probably be one of the later ones to wake today. He was up pretty late. Finn uh, would wake up early. Uh, Caustic wakes up late for waking up early. So instead of like the normal 5 a.m., it's probably like 7 a.m. Did anybody see Arwen and uh, I was about to call him Tate as well. Vidium. No. Can't say I did. I checked in on them throughout the night. Um, I left after a while, but um, they were um, they were fine when I left them. Well, I'll go. I'll go see if I can find them. Gotta ask because I can see this on camera. Is is he also giving that weird kind of smile? Not not like a weird smile. Is he also giving that awkward? Sarah's not giving the awkward smile. That's just me not being able to hold in the awkwardness, trying to be a dad. So uh, Finn will go out and see if he can spot either of them. Let's do... Uh, go ahead and give me a survival check. Oh, no. no. That's not too bad. 17. Um, so... You're gonna, you're gonna kind of look around and... Um, a lot of people are usually like off in their tents. A few people kind of passed out pretty much randomly. Um, it's a safe area here. So there are a couple people kind of like up against buildings, maybe some people who have um, kind of taken one of the tables and are like laying on it, maybe still hugging a, a mug of cider or something. Um, but you're going to notice there is uh, kind of closer to the hut, somewhere off near the back and kind of in a forested kind of ditch area. Um, you see a couple articles of clothing. Um, and one of the shirts look relatively like Vidium's. Um, so as you, as you head down the ditch there, um, you are going to kind of come across another article of clothing. 
and then another article of clothing, and then in a sleeping bag, um, kind of huddled together in, in messy hair and and um, kind of like a, a kind of like a debris. So like there, it's clearly like the the sleeping bag is over top of like leaves and so they've made a nest and they are sleeping together in the same sleeping bag, um, probably naked accumulated of all the clothes laying around the area. Ah. Huh. And he's just gonna walk back. The awkwardness. Yeah. And he'll get back to the hut and just and and just be Huh. Everything okay? I give that thousand yard stare like he like like Yeah. Cool start. How much did y'all uh talk to them? Like uh like they at all. Okay, no, go ahead. Oh I I don't think I talked to him at all. I Got a few drinks, everyone kind of went their own ways, and I figured maybe it would knock some theorems loose, so I decided to do some work. Well. Love is in the air, and that's all I'm going to say. If, uh, like, I'll. You know what? I won't point out where they are, because I think I'll save all of us the embarrassment just say let's give them a little bit longer to get up they look like they had um um eventful night well stop uh, i'm glad that they didn't make any dealers at the crossroads stop speaking of uh is everyone ready for later on today. Oh, uh, yeah. Wonderful. I have the things that I need. Um, I plan on coordinating with uh, your sister, uh, Callisto, to make sure that I won't get in the way of the ceremony uh, in doing what I do. To make Would sure you that you that? understand what I will do <clears throat> is not just legal, it is arcane, it is ancient. You two will be bound, not just by the law, but by the weave itself. Are you prepared for this responsibility? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Wonderful. That's uh, all that I have. Uh, it will also, at least since I'm binding you through the weave, it will temporarily channel that through you. So um, at least for a little bit, you may feel a little bit more 
pepper. Okay. I mean, I can explain to you the core. You don't need to explain to me. I'm... Things that I do. I don't, but don't worry about it. Uh, but I'm going to go get the rest of the supplies that I need and make sure that I'm set up and uh, assist Reka. Uh, and see if there's any heavy lifting that needs to be done. Um, take your time. Don't be afraid. Don't stress out too much. Uh, I think there's a little bit of rum to take the edge off. I don't think I polished the bottle off. Caustic will get up and go do what they said. Um, I think Callisto will also, b- before Caustic can get to her, go talk to Rieka, Rieka briefly. Okay. Uh, where where would I find her, actually, at this point? Oh, cleaning up after last night. I'll come in and help, uh, if at all possible. Yeah. And I will say... I I wanted to ask, just so I can get some closure before everything happens. Do you know what happened to RK? Really? Mm-hmm. RK even you survived. He didn't. Technically, he he. Uh, it's complicated, and she will. She'll take the time, I'm not going to do it for the sake of time here, but she will take the time to explain flat out everything that happened, all of her encounters with RK, and also her own uh, experience being undead for a while. Um, She'll explain that when she came back, when everybody came back, there were... Um, two piles of smoldering ashes in the center of town. Two. That, that's the only abnormal thing that were that was in the village. Your uncle? No, Damien. Damien was elsewhere, if I remember correctly. But he was traveling with somebody. That woman. That woman, yeah. Oh, yeah. Costa will nod. Out of curiosity, did you save any of it? Not really, we didn't know what it was. Fair enough. I doubt he would want to be remembered as ashes anyway. You know, Uncle Damien's still around. Yeah, I've heard people have cited him outside of the jungle. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently he made it out alive, too. I mean, that's good. Um, It'd be nice to see him. Right now we're just really busy. Um, Yeah. We've got that. Two brontiosauruses are eating through a lot of our crops, and then we've got two T-Rexes that are attacking randomly. So we're trying to deal with them. It's just yeah. 
But um, yeah, so your wedding. Um, um, my wedding. Probably yeah, yeah. Uh, one more thing, though. I hate to bring up a sore subject, but when everything happened a year ago now, I think you, I hope you can understand that I ran for my life. And in hindsight, I'm glad I did. In the moment, it hurt a lot, but all I saw of the person who did it was a red cloak. I would imagine, did, did you see anything? Do you remember anything? Um, she explains there was a gentleman cloaked in chains, uh, large, thick, full chain mail. Um, and they were, they were kind of almost like sentient chains. They had like a weird control about them. Um, and they were just lighting pretty much everything on fire and, and pretty much anybody that got touched by them was ripped and turned into cinders. Um. That's all she remembers. Oh, shit. I got some more leads on that situation, but I think for the moment I'm a little more focused on saving the world and making sure you sleep, since uh, evidently that's been a problem. There's a lot to do. I know, but take care of yourself, Ray. Please. I'm trying. Um, I know you are. I'm trying to. Wedding. 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 You should go get ready. Do you? Th do you think my wedding dress is still in the, in the trunk? Oh, she's gonna look to you like. Uh, you don't want to know what happened to that. What did you do? Did I you do anything? Didn't do anything? Do you forget that the village was on fire? No, that I. Sorry, I'm referring to the trunk where, like, her, the 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 one thing that wasn't burned. Oh. Yeah. Um. The, there was a trunk maybe. where, like, the staff and the necklace were in it. Oh, um, yeah, no, um, she's, so at that point, um, pretty much the staff and the necklace were the only thing that you really collected. Um, must have at some point had somebody come through the village. Uh, there's a few things that were missing when they came back, including, but not limited to somebody's money, extra clothing, any food that might've still been good. Like people probably who have ventured here has probably picked through it. Um, uh, she states there was, uh, there was actually like a, a, a boat rudder, like the actual wheel, uh, kind of left in a, in a, in a building. Um, they have no clue how it got so close and, and deep into the jungle. Um, especially since the shore is probably like 45 miles away. Hmm. I couldn't tell you. I gotta go find something to wear. I will be back in a bit. Okay. Goodbye. She'll go looking through her stuff. 
She does not have anything fan- Oh, she does! We have the, the, the fancy clothes from the party! Oh. I just remembered that. She's gonna go find her green dress and put it on. Um, Zara also has, um, like, swaths and swaths of white fabric from his re-updone desert attire that he can, like, lend, like, nice white cloth to drape over Callisto in various fashions. She will, she will gladly accept that. Hi, listeners. Um, welcome back. So, uh, you're probably feeling like you're going to miss something. Don't worry. Uh, we're going to be covering every wedding. Um, between Zareth's, uh, between Callisto and Rodeo's, not Rodeo's, Callisto and Caster's. Jesus, I do it all the time. Um, and, and potentially, depending upon um, the end of the story, Finn's wedding. Um, in a epilogue episode. So once the final battle's over, don't worry, we've still got another episode coming out for you. We just want to kind of drop that for you early. So you don't feel like you're missing anything. But story-wise, we are going to continue the next morning after the ceremony. It is the morning of the ninth of Restorum. Um, I'm sure you guys wanted to kind of take the full day. Um, kind of have the party the wedding, the after party, um, and just, and just kind of enjoy the situation. I'd say that, um, you know, by this time, both Arwen and Fidium have, have rejoined the party. I wouldn't say things are awkward between them, but they are, um, they're not, it's, it's not awkward. It's not like they don't talk. They're just kind of keeping things, Calm. They're acting as if you no, know, nothing has happened, basically. Um, to to a degree. Um. So. Um, it is the morning of the ninth. It is bright. There are plenty of kind of bugs flying in and out the window. It is a little damp. It might have rained a bit the night before. And you guys are free to kind of. Choose and decide what you want to do at this point. Um, I'll start off by saying Zara is visibly disturbed. Um, I really had a great day the day before. Um, did lots of dancing. Um, probably pretended to be drunk just for the novelty. Um, but right now he's really nervous because this is the day we're supposed to see his mom and actually maybe get to talk to the true her. He doesn't know really what your plans are for getting into Fortosum because he hasn't been there like you guys have recently. Um, but he knows Cossack's got the remove curse spell. We're going to try to get um, Thorn to somehow escort her discreetly away or kidnap her or something he's kind of staying out of it because he's just a bundle of nerves we have everything we need any last minute preparations any place we need to go beforehand 
I don't think so. Listo will come back after having hugged her mother and uh, mother, definitely not her mother, uh, her uh, father and sister goodbye. Okay. Ready to go? I think so. Casserole. Okay? Yeah, Casserole noticed that Zareth's looking a little nervous and I'll put a hand on his shoulder. But he also appears nervous, so do it that what you will. I'm I'm just hoping that there's something good waiting behind that cursed joker. Something that'll help us fight this beast so that we don't have to spend the last days of our lives so close to family that we never had. Before we do this, I want y'all to know I cannot think of anyone better to spend if this is my last day here with. We love you too, Finn. I'd say I tolerate y'all more, but, you know. Bitch. Come here. And she will just hug him. This does a very huggy person. He'll accept it, and... All right. We ready? Ready as we'll ever be. Yep. I'll think of the some sewers that we... We we teleported to you last and play the liar. So before you do that, right? Um, Callisto's father is gonna kind of walk over. Um, and he he remembers uh, that uh, Caster had said that you guys are are heading into something dangerous. He doesn't know you guys well, but he knows he knows Callisto. So um, that's that's enough for him to try to come over and, and I wouldn't say a pep talk, but just kind of like fatherly words of wisdom, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what you guys are going up against. And it sounds deadly. So I don't know. When I was part of the adventuring party that I had before I had met her mother, which I don't think I've ever told you this, but I was not born part of this tribe. You did not tell me that. What? Okay. Uh, there's oh. it's a big situation. Um, needless to say, your mother and I uh, wasn't easy. Uh, but I had friends, still do, I hope, out there somewhere. 
that I would happily give my life uh, at that time for them. As I'm sure you guys would for you. I'm sure that you guys learned things up until this point. Try to keep those in mind. What was important? What drove you? How you've grown? How you plan to grow after all of this? Don't lose sight of the future because the moment you start thinking that it's over, you've lost. He'll, um, he'll, uh, he'll kind of give out uh, a few uh, things. Uh, they are just like, they're these little kind of like tokens. Um, and they're, they're a mixture of like mossy stones that have kind of engraved symbols of the Druidic language. Uh, they're not magic. Um, they're just kind of like, you know, a, mem a memorabilia kind of thing for the wedding and, and for, you know, coming to the tribe because they probably haven't had any humanoids besides tieflings in this tribe for at least hundred years. Um, he'll kind of pass this out and then he'll kind of nod and he'll walk off. Well, so we'll take her as after her dad. Turn back. Well, you heard the man. And I can't say I've known a wiser man in all my time. Oh. Will take, yeah, I was going to say Castro will take his and give a bow of gratitude. So, let's go do this, I guess. Yep, let's do it. Okay, so, uh, one thing I want to do, because um, it is, I want to roll the amount of charges per the loot because we used them all up up two days ago so that is uh 1d2 plus one it can have up to three charges so likelihood is it's full but i just want to make yeah it's full so you've got three full charges completely at this point just in case there were any other trips that you guys had planned i plan but, to go to disney world I just I crashed my too. car again, and now I'm going to Disneyland. I, I want to get my lightsaber. Um, I would also like to go to Disneyland. So, um, you guys will... Oh, wait. Oh, shit. Fuck. What? Um, there was one last scene for Finn. Oh, God. Um, you are actually going to be approached by one of the oldest of tieflings. He's very arched back. Um, his spines uh, kind of growing uh, through the fabric of his, his long kind of browned cloak and, and a thick tail that kind of swings out the back, pierced. And he is going to hand you this, this wooden box. And he'll he'll kind of 
hobble off, limping. Does he just hand it and not say anything? Just like it's it's more or less like he he says more things with with the look that he gives you than he does with words. Um, he he kind of hands over the box and you know it's it's awkward being you don't have one hand. And I'll just kind of look to it and nod towards it, and then walk off. I'll open the box. Just I'll give him a look real quick, like okay, and try to open the box. There is in this box a very particular twig that looks like it is squirming like a worm. Uh, can I cast? I'm mean, not cast. Can I arcane or nature? Like, do I like what I would know what this thing is? Yeah, you can roll arcana or nature. Either. You kind of wondering why an, an old man decided to give me a a worm. Oh, they're both the same, so it don't really matter. That is a twenty. That is a dirty twenty. Ooh. This is a piece of branch um, from kind of a rare plant. Um, it is known as a graft tree. And it is said that because if, say, you were missing a limb and you were to take a branch off that tree and attach it to where that limb used to be, it will attach to your body and pretty much take the place of the missing limb of course it'll be like bark it might have some some flowers kind of growing off of it but it will be usable Did I see that old man or did has he just like disappeared no he's he's still walking he's a bit of ways away um give me a quick perception okay Uh, singing the same thing. 17. Um, with the hobble, you'll notice that as the cloak kind of comes up from the bottom, um, his left leg is replaced with a limb that looks like it is made of bark. Mm. I just shout out, thank you, whoever you are. He kind of raises cane above his head. Wave it. And he will put it to where it, it, it the missing hand is. So you'll see it kind of twist and wind. You'll see the limb kind of come all the way up your elbow and kind of wrap around as it kind of locks itself in place. And then eventually you'll see one finger kind of shift out and then another and then four will appear and then a thumb will grow from the side of it. And somewhere around, like, the, the opposite side of your wrist. Uh, a little sprigate of, of, like, um, small little white flowers will kind of bloom on the wrist itself. Just look at it for a bit, kind of, like, wiggle the fingers. Holds just fine. Now, of course, you're not going to have feeling in it. Yeah. Right? 
it's it's a weird sensation because you clearly can control it, but you got nothing. It's like it's almost like your hand is permanently numb. And just just look at it, but then be like, "All right, now I'm back at at full strength. Let's do this." Fuck that string. Yeah. Uh, with a new hand, you guys will eventually kind of come away. You know, that light, that portal, that that feeling, all of it is going to pull back. By the time you guys wake up, you guys will hear the noise of the street above you. People talking, people moving past, passers-by, carts. Um, you guys will hear kind of the locals talking. Maybe some cows and sheep off in the distance kind of mooing and cooing. In the pens. It's very similar. But you are in a dark tunnel because you are in the, the sewer. So you, you you can't really see any of that. It's all just sound at this point. Well, it certainly smells like Fertosum. Is that is that where we are? Is, is this somewhere we've been before? Uh, yes, it's the sewers. Remember when we had that incident with the dragon right after you left on the uh, near the crystal? Ah, this is where he teleported from to meet me. Mm-hmm. I suppose we need to send Thorn now. Let him know we're here. At least, yes. Let him know that we're <clears throat> we're here, and for him to come here. Yes. Yes. Uh, I. I. That oh, sorry. I had an idea. It might be safest for my mother, if. The Duchess were to be escorted to somewhere familiar yet her own. The ballroom, perhaps, where we all first met her. We could use the clairvoyance crystal to make sure the coast is clear before we use the harp to get in. Get Thorn to set her up there. Would, would she be in his manor, or would he? she be in the castle? She might be in the castle, but Thorn said he was capable of almost anything. We we can ask him where he saw her last. Uh, Castor, do you want to go ahead and call him in? Yeah, sure. I can do that. Would you rather me do it? Uh, I... I have plenty of magic to spend. Could I make a request, Corey? Sure. Could we have messaged him or sent him a sending yesterday to tell him to meet us today at a certain point? Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll okay. say maybe he is uh, 
You just do it about five minutes, give or take. There you go. Save save a third third level spell slot for you. Yeah. (laughs) Characters can be smarter than we are. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so we'll see if he knows where she is, but I assume if Zalem's in the castle, that that's where she is. Uh, Not necessarily if she's taking care of the princess. But the princess not be in the castle? No, she's under lock and key. She's safely guarded. We don't know her condition. With the best place to... Okay, we'll we'll just ask Thorn. I... Sure. Once she gets here. Uh, Caustic will be posting up, trying to keep an eye out uh, for everyone. Or for, for Thorn. Um, it won't take much longer than that. There will be a kind of a puff of smoke a little ways down in the, um, kind of in the, in the, the alleyway and he'll, he'll kind of come up from the, uh, the sewer. Jesus words. Um, but he'll kind of look to you guys and, and nod. Uh, Are you ready? Uh, I think we have a few questions first, uh, before we fully get started, but otherwise, yes. Caustic's looking back at the group to kind of, kind of get affirmation. I don't know. Uh, where are, I guess... Uh, Lord Vagrant, uh, the Lady Vagrant, and the Princess. Do you know their location? Uh, Vagrant is in his quarters. The Lady is in hers. Two different rooms. He's in a tower. She's on third floor. And you said you could get her out to where we can meet her. I said I'd get her out while you were rushing in. Okay. That's what I'd like. Um, Can we tag along till you get to her so that we can speak with her and make sure that she is okay and able to leave? (sighs) We have reason to believe... We, we have reason to believe that she may not be able to leave without some sort of assistance. So we'd like to render that assistance to make your job easier. Okay. Uh, am I still taking her to a random safe place? What's... Uh, yes. Zara, are you okay with her leaving the city? I figured... A good bit of distance is probably best. Yeah, yeah, he'll nod. Uh, there's, and if you are willing to go this far, there should be an abandoned bakery in the town of Polpa. Uh, if you could take her there, uh, we'll meet you uh, in 
how, how long would it take you to get there? We can meet you there once you get there. Three, four days, I guess. Okay. Uh, we'll be waiting for you there. Uh, if we are not there by the fifth day count, uh, assume we are dead, assume the worst, uh, and do whatever. Thank you, I suppose. All right. Is, is that a fair goal, everyone, a fair point to make? Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we are as ready as we're going to be. Uh, Caustic will put their hood up uh, and kind of shoulder their bag and be ready to move. So, he's actually going to move through the store. He's going to take you guys up to this uh, T-Way intersection and kind of take a left. And he is going to move about three, uh, I wouldn't really call them manholes. They're just they're just kind of ducks that you can get a squeeze in and out of. Um, and he'll go up through the third one. And he'll he'll kind of... Bring you guys out around the the back end of the castle. Uh, let me go ahead and just give you guys a quick visual. Um, once once he does that, he's gonna kind of um, grab this this stone. That's not really actually a stone. It looks like it's been kind of carved to relatively look normal. But as he pulls it out, there is a heavy hinge and a doorway behind it. And he will head inside it. It'll make it up to about the second story uh, until he'll kind of slow down and he'll, he'll kind of peer over a banister. He will... Uh, he'll take two arrows and he'll shoot two guards in the face um, and, and kind of drop them. He never said he wasn't going to kill anybody. Um, after that, he's going to head up to the room and open the door. Um, and that door is going to go directly to Zara's mother's quarters. Um, she will be just kind of... Um, I, I guess she's just kind of relaxing at a desk, maybe sipping some tea. Caustic, uh, if that door is open, is actually going to walk in and immediately just kind of just stay quiet and I need to touch her necklace uh, and go to touch her necklace to cast Remove Curse on it. As, as you're walking past, Finn's going to pat you on the back and give you a uh, bardic inspiration just in case you need it. So that is the text for remove curse, so if it is attuned, she can at least take it off. I'm, I'm not looking to fully fix anything, just getting rid of that necklace. Okay, so, what level are you casting this? I can only cast it at third level. That is the only spell slots I have. The object of the curse of the magic item remains. Spell breaks the end. It can be removed or discarded. I believe. Let me double check that I have my notes here. So, 
So the, the necklace will uh, kind of lose color in pretty much all of it. The, the metal won't look as shiny. The, the gem won't look as good. And it'll kind of snap off uh, and, and disintegrate as if most of what was keeping it on was magic itself. Okay. Uh, do we want to walk and talk, or do we want to have this conversation here? And Caustic is, once again, looking at the rest of the group. Uh, Thorn will speak up. Um, have it here, because we're leaving, like, ten seconds ago. Okay, have it here. Uh, where is Lord Vagrant, lady? Uh, she'll explain he's upstairs, um, about two floors, and to the left is his quarters. And he shouldn't have any guards currently at this time. And his uh, hanger-on uh, Mayor uh, Hogan, is is he going to be in attendance? Uh, she'll explain that Mayor Hogan is down below. Um, he is currently dealing with some of the uh, financial issues uh, that is occurring to some of the kingdom, considering that uh, uh, Lord Vagrant has paid out a shit ton of money for some magical, very specific magical items. Okay. Cool. My father won't at least won't be caught in the uh, crossfire. Uh, other questions is uh, what other things do we need to know? Once again, Caustic is looking around. Callisto um, will she'll... nudge uh, Sir with her shoulder. What's that thing you needed to tell us so long ago? Um, well, the first thing she's going to tell you is that Vagrant's kind of forced her to be here the entire time. Um, we don't. Or she would have returned home a lot sooner. Um, but he is not human. There is something not right about him, and she doesn't know what, but um, she's seen glimpses of something darker inside of him. Power that he, he, he has that he, he didn't have before. And uh, she's kind of seen him do immensely cruel things in the past couple of months. Um, so she'll, she'll basically warn you of all that. Um, the, the whole time she's going to kind of like speak to Zer as if, um, it's not the, dis it's not the distant, uh, kind of conversational that she's had from the earlier parties. It's like, um, it's almost like uh, she's trying to make up for the time that she lost because she wasn't able to be a mother. So she's, I don't know, she's she's trying to uh, speak as though she's trying to like relay the fact that she probably would have been there had it not been for being forced to be here like a slave. Zer's um, just gonna hug her and like behind her her back, he's gonna speak so she can hear him. Um, you did nothing wrong. 
my friends back in Aharazo know, this man is going to take you to Pulpa, to a bakery. If you don't hear from me again, you will be welcome back home. And your harp is still sitting in my father's study. Start to cry. I'm crying too. <laughs> um, Thorn, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna approach it. Not, it's the first time you've kind of like seen him not try to be a dick, but, um, he's just gonna kind of like look. Uh, you gotta go like five minutes ago. Go. Um, and you'll see, of course, his teleportation ability kind of poof in again. He'll he'll just kind of right out. Black smoke kind of leave, left behind. Okay. Uh, two floors over and or two floors up and a little bit over. Uh, let's let's go. Uh, and Caustic's gonna kind of start leading the way. I, I don't think we're being quiet anymore. I don't think you we're being will... loud. I just don't think we're being quiet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Uh, yeah. Um, at this point, there's really... It's it's awkward. It's it's empty up here. There's no one up here. There's no guards. There's no people. There's nothing. And by the time you get to this area, um, you'll, you'll kind of head down this corridor. And you'll you'll pass by this room, of course, that you can see on, on screen here. Um, it is... Wow. Elegant. Uh, there's a, a door on the opposite end, kind of just like left ajar where it would be right there next to the fireplace. Um, and there will be a, kind of a crash that you could hear inside. A nice, thick crash and an angry scream. Uh, would that scream sound familiar to Caustic or is this a different voice than I am thinking. Um it it's it's vagrant. Um and something else. Something kind of deeper. Like it's almost distorted. You know? You ever watch those those like scary movies where a person talks but there's like that essence behind the voice that yeah. echoes it? Yeah. The exorcist voice? That. Yes. Except it doesn't say such horrible things. Yes. Yeah. No, it could. I don't want to. I don't. I don't like what the, the little girl next just said. Uh, would it be a voice that Finn and Caustic recognize from that that night when Vagrant was taken over? Uh, yeah. Um, well, kind of in a way. So it's it, it's distorted even from that, but it's on the same vein. Um, it, it's clearly that you know. I think we all know that it's solemn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Caustic will at least go into that first room, uh, shield and spear up, uh, kind of trying to take the defensive point, uh, but not necessarily going into the second room yet. Uh, they'll kind of periodically look over their shoulder to make sure everyone is with them and behind them, uh, including uh, Fidium, 
but I would like if Arwen could conveniently be in the sword because I'm worried about her physical well-being if she is out. So yeah, there's going to be a moment um, where they're going to they're going to step to the side, uh, and you know everybody's kind of had their their moments. They're going to have there for a minute, um, and it seems tender. You know, they're they're kind of. It's it's like Arwen realizes this could be the end for her completely, but she doesn't want to tell him. And he doesn't seem to know that she could potentially die. Or, well, I mean, he knows that you can all die, right? But he, he doesn't know that even if you guys succeed, there's a potential that she could be burnt out or, or you know, the item itself could be broken or what could happen um, or once everything's done she's no longer needed maybe you know, the crystal dissipates or something who knows right so she's got this she's got this this kind of almost goodbye sense and and he's like not wanting to say goodbye um well, they're going to share a kiss and um she will head into the sword and you will see uh, the Sword Ignite. And uh, he's gonna he's gonna hand over to Finn um, the the other crystal, the one that gives benefits. Um, he's he's unsure what to do with it, and the more he holds on to it, the I don't know. I guess he thinks the less it's gonna help in the long run. Uh. Before we go in, Caustic is going to actually go up to Fidium uh, and kind of pull out that little jar of ash that they keep on their waist uh, and kind of dip their hand in it, oddly enough, and like kind of pull out and go to do uh, a little circle on Fidium's forehead uh, in an almost like religious thing. And I'd like to mark him with my death pact uh, so for the next eight hours i'm always aware of his hit point total and if he drops to zero instead i drop to zero and he goes up to full all right mm. just in case uh quick question yes quick quick question for both dm and keepers uh, with that ability, he, if he drops to zero, you drop to zero instead, and he goes to full. If I had a death horde on would you, would you drop to one then? And he would get healed. I think we've talked about this last time, and, like, I think mechanically, yes, but I would like to say narratively, don't do that, because I like the... They don't stack, right? So, like, like any effect that you would have on one person would work for that one person... Um, so well, he's he saying like he could death ward me, but that also kind of rob that ability of its like impact. Where it's like instead of me dropping to zero, I would drop to one, and then he would get full yeah, health. Yeah, it's kind of kind of like cheating like a full heal. I I would like to, as Jace and Caustic, just kind of say like, don't worry about that. Like I I like the narrative hook of that. Uh, Sorry, also future Corey for possibly having to edit this out. Good. 
it's the last episode and we're gonna yeah. well not the last we got yeah so uh one one thing if i may mm-hmm. uh before we enter callisto will pull caster aside say I know I said it yesterday and if we survive this I will say it till the day I die but I love you she'll kiss him Esther will kiss her back and when he places his hand on her cheek he will cast a death ward upon her I love you too and we've got this Just, uh, I'll try not to burn you too much. She'll pull away. Uh, In the spirit um, of uh, all these protections and abjurations, Zeus is not going to say anything, but for the listeners, he's going to give Brendy's bond to Caustic, whom he touches, and while we're conscious... While we're both conscious, um, we have plus one bonus to attack and saving throws. Our guardian, our keeper. Again, going with uh, all of our protecting each other. Caster will look to the gift that his good friend Zareth gave him so many moons ago and cast bless upon uh, Phidium, Caustic, and Zareth. And one last thing is Finn's going to like swipe at his chest and ca- and uses Eldritch Invocation to cast Mage Armor. So he has a AC of 15 now. Great. No time like the present. Let's do it. Give me one second. Sorry. It's having issues with something. So, go ahead and put your guys' token somewhere near the center. Mm. Yes, or, for, since I'm since I redoing a lot of art for AI, um, I wanted to show you guys the new um, art for uh, Lord Vagrant. I like it. I tried He's to do his a ponytail oh. in the back. Okay. I, I tried like to do that. a really complicated AI art today. It didn't work. It's it's very particular. Um, yeah. Well, it was stupid as well. It was really stupid in a lot of inside references. And it just didn't work. Uh, so, let me get video in here. I can't move myself again. Make sure we're on proper seat uh, areas. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, yep, thank you. Very... 
me kind of change this here. Oh yeah. We liked this once, so why not finish off with this? Hell yeah, yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you guys head in. Of course, this entire table is destroyed. This book has been flung over, and you can see Lord Vagrant. He's chanting. Um, he is attempting to start some sort of spell. But as you guys rush in, he is going to he's going to stop, and he is going to uh, probably give the creepiest. Oh God! Hold on one second. Let me let me repair that. A lot of shit just went down. Um, copies of shit just came on the map. So um, he's going to give one of the creepiest smiles, and it's one of those ones where. The mouth is farly disproportionate to the face. Um, you know how they say they, you're grinning ear to ear? He is literally grinning ear to ear. And you'll see this dial over here in the corner. Something very similar that you saw earlier in a, in a um, particular cave start to spin. And before you know it, um, everything around you guys is going to shift and change. Um, you guys will find yourself in this darkened hellscape. There are mountains off in the distance that look barren and dead. There is lightning that kind of cripples this purple sky with clouds that choke out everything and in the distance there is nothing but desolation and destruction he'll say I'm glad you were able to join me this is a place I created this is my world one I will rebuild from when yours is destroyed. I'm glad you were able to see it before you died. Because this is it for you. Go ahead and get our combat map. Oh, hey. Okay, that's pretty smart. Copy paste it. Walk yourself onto a square, everybody. So, let's go ahead and start combat. What's well, indeed? Let's do it. Oh, I forgot to click. Oh, I goofed. I forgot to click my token. Uh, I have to move him down because I can't add token. So he's going back up. Got a nat one. This is going. This is off to a great start. I got a two. I did. I did my job. I I got the highest initiative as the tank. Uh, At least highest PC. Oh, he got a natural twenty, and that was supposed to be because I'm rolling off of. Zalem's chart. 
That's Zolom's stats, okay. Dogfidium's. Um, he got a natural 20. Like, balls out natural 20. Let me get Fidium on here. That's I like fine. Go, I like going You need last. to add me as well. I, I forgot to add myself before I clicked okay. it. Uh, what Thank what you. was your total? I'll, I'll fix it. There you go. I'm going to roll for Fidium. Fidium, Fidium, Fidium. Really should have remade his token. Uh, there it is. Nineteen point thirty tiebreaker. So let's go ahead and make this descending off the bat. It is Zolom, Caustic, Fidium, Zareth. Finn, Caster, Callisto. Uh, I don't know why it said 19 for me. It should be a 14 for me. I put in 14. I, I don't know what happened. There we go. Uh, so it'll go um, Zolom, Fidium, Caustic, Zare, Finn, Caster, and Callisto. Now, um... see what this death ward does because I need to know anything that drops you to zero instead drops you to one okay so um, it, here's what's anything that kills you outright doesn't well he is going to attempt a power word kill on Callisto Uh, I do not know it, how power word kill works. It's, it's so you utter a word of power that compels one creature that you can see within range that dies instantly. If the creature you choose has 100 hit points or fewer, it dies. Otherwise, the spell has no effect. So, what is going to happen is the death ward will go off instead. Which would pop you to 1 HP? It just one HP out of ninety five, baby. Uh, you you can rule it that way if you want, but at least like the way that Death Ward is written, is it basically like Death Ward ends and Power Ward Kill just doesn't trigger because Power Ward Kill just kills you. It skips the zero, skips the negative. It just kills you. That doesn't make any sense to me because for me it seems like the ability went off and she should have died because she does have lower than hundred health. Therefore, she should have died, but Death Ward went off, saving her with one HP, as if she would have lost that, all of it. Yeah, that's that's like, if that yeah, I'm not, I won't, I won't push it. I was just reading Death Ward the way that it is posted here in the rules, or at least here in the chat. You're just saying one interpretation is that power kill doesn't deal any damage; it just flatlines your character. That's one interpretation. But we'll go with yeah. the yeah. Well, we're we're good. I I just wanted to. I see it kind of like sapping strength. Like um, so there are things known as shadows or or something that that like it, it'll pull your health from you if you hit zero at any point. You're just outright dead. There's no death saving throws. It's just it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so I see it as necrotic damage. And this one, I'm just gonna rule it. It works this way because you are dealing with literally a deity um, that yeah. deals with yeah. darkness and shadows. 
you you just save someone from a level nine spell, so I wouldn't be complaining. Yeah, that's that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, I'm not gonna complete. Like, I, I just wanted to point out how. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, I was, I was talking to um. So Caster did it. Yeah. Listo um, just quite literally watches her life flash before her eyes and probably falls to a knee. What does uh? Well, I want to ask Caster because what does Death Ward look like when it goes off? Oh, this spell is coming at Callisto, and over her, a set of radiant spectral wings cover her and absorb it before they fall away. That's beautiful. They wither away much like his... um, his wings did when he was corrupted. So they start off the golden shine feathers and the take the damage and they turn to nothing. Alright. Um Fidium. He's got Arwen. He's gonna have to find a way to play this smart, because he cannot make it to him in one move. Unless he dashes. As a fighter, you could action search if he wants to. If he's been training in Monk, he might have a few extra feet of movement. Um, he He's not quite a Monk. He's gone farther into Eldritch Knight. Um, uh, but he does have... Misty Step? <laughs> so he, he... Yeah, he'll... um. He'll use action surge. Well, that's that's kind of blowing that early. It is. Oh. He he can move forward and just He's like he has magic him. missile, so he can just walk up, get within yeah, so, enough speed that he can get there, and then magic missile. Yeah, he's gonna shoot a magic missile. It should be three. That is two, four, five, six, seven. Seven points of damage. To Lord Zalem. So you're going to see kind of some of the skin flake off of Zalem as he takes these hits. Um, something's not right about this guy. It does not look right. Um, but that'll be Caustic's turn. All right. Uh, Caustic is going to. Uh, select the move tool, not the measure tool, uh, and is going to move 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, actually here, uh, trying to leave room for other people to come in and engage when the time comes, uh, and is just going to go vanilla, kind of basic thing, but is going to try to stab at uh, Vagrant, specifically in his thighs, uh, so that it makes it harder for him to stand. Uh, so that's a 21 for the first attack. All right. Uh, for 11 piercing and 3 cold. Okay. And then a 22 for the second attack for 7 piercing and 3 cold. Right. Uh, and then bonus action. Uh, all of the dark energy in there is going to kind of collect and then turn from like purple to gray and then start swirling around caustic as a. They activate their Eldritch Ward, and I'll get that aura set up for you so that you can 
see it. But that's that's my turn. So uh, here's what I'm going to need you to do. Um, because as you kind of stab him, this this black thicket of nasty shit is going to kind of spew out, and it is going to lay onto the ground and kind of fellow out like a, kind of like a smog in the area. Um, I need you to take a Constitution save for me to take potentially half of this. Okay. Con save. Yeah, I gotta make one for Fidium, too. Oh, not my best. <laughs> oh, wait, I have, a, I have Bless and a plus and one. A plus one, yeah. Plus two, yeah. Uh, so, 17, right? Mm -hmm. it's Bless plus one, so yeah, 17 total. Okay. Probably so, not. Um, no. Uh, unfortunately, no. Um, you're going to take full damage on this one, which isn't much. It's seven. Um, but you're going to take seven necrotic damage. Is this um, necrotic damage that reduces max health? Yes, it is. Okay. Hold on. Let me make a note of my actual max health somewhere, so that way I can reduce the part. Uh, let's see if you will have to take half of that, so that's... Yeah, that's uh, it's pretty nasty. Um, so that that's a thing. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to do? That's literally everything I can do. Movement bonus action. The Earth. I am moving up to him with my increased speed, just sprinting along this cracked, scarred ground. And I am going to start kicking him with my greaves. Um, how many attacks do I want to make? I don't know what this guy's got ahead of us, so I am saving my key points. And I'll just do my extra attack and bonus attack for three attacks total. Um, so that's they 17 and a 16. Okay. You get to roll a d4 for all of them. Oh, okay. That's the first one. That's a uh, 19. That will miss. And uh, second one, the third one will miss as well. The, the middle, one in the middle was a nat one. Uh, and that's anything else? All right. At the end of your turn, he will use a legendary action. Um, he will use a force strike on you. The 27 to hit. He will choose to push you away 10 feet. Uh, but you okay. will take 21 damage. Also, uh, you are in the purple. I will need a constitution saving throw. 
okay, I don't see the purple. Um, but I will give oh, you my. Oh uh, shit! Let me let me fix that then. Go ahead. And got a D four. Yeah, I'll have a D four. So that's a twenty. There we go. All right. Uh, so a twenty, you will take half of this. Uh, just just take half of the seven because it's already been pre-rolled. We'll re-roll that again later. All right, uh, Finn. Uh, all right. I'll have the the crystal in one hand, and is do I feel anything from the tattoo on, on my back, or, or do I get anything it's, from? It is glowing. Um, and you are feeling kind of energy from the crystal in your pocket um, that Fidium had earlier. Um, the issue is that um, much much like you've been told and, and much like you're, you're kind of feeling right now, it's it's either charging or it's it's not enough yet. But you feel like you have all the components as if no, you're ready. This is it. I don't know what else it needs, though. Uh, maybe. Uh... Hmm. I'm gonna go right here. If by standing closer to Fidium, do I feel uh, it's like more like like it's like it's charging up more or it's like I'm closer it doesn't really make a change doesn't okay so it's not with Arwen then all right then I'm going to also save my stuff for because I don't know what else I'm gonna uh, with the with my new hand I'm gonna cast out three Eldritch Blasts at him that have a Slight, slight green tinge to them now, because of a connection to nature. So this is the first one, the second, and the third. Uh, what level spell is that? It's a cantrip. Okay. Uh, all will miss. Mm. Bonus action. I will give. Tidium a bardic inspiration. Just be like, wait, wait for your moment. Strike when you when you see an opening. And he he has a, a d a d8 for attacks, saving throws, and ability checks. And that's my turn. Master. Master. Seeing Kelly drop to a knee from just one spell, he's he's worried that Zalem is going to try to take this advantage. So he's gonna come up next to her, and as he's passing her, I'll put a hand on her shoulder, and he will put another death ward on her, and then he will walk to here. And he will begin preparing a spell to cast on his next turn. Will that be the end of your turn? That will be. 
All right, he is going to use legendary action. Um, he gets three of these, and they return at the start of his turn. So he is going to use Force Strike Ranged Caster, 18 to hit. That does hit me. I'll push you back 10 feet and deal Just, 18. Oh, actually, no, it, it it doesn't because I think it does not. It does not hit me because... Okay. Um, Plus two to AC? Is it because no, you're married? Well, yes, and also because you gave me my shield back. You should have any equipment you need, but... Yep, you gave me my shield back because I lent it to you a while back. So, no, it does not hit me. I have an AC of 19 due to being married. Power of love compels you. Hell yeah. You have a higher AC oh, than me. No. <laughs> due to being married. Mm-hmm. So whose turn would it be next? Yeah. The almost dead one. Are we? Are we going my turn? Uh, yes, Callisto's. Okay. Uh, okay, awesome. Callisto, seeing a force strike, narrowly miss her husband. I'm so sorry. Hi. Hi. Um, and being almost dead, Callisto will look up at Zolom with pure fire in her eyes. She has gone through this entire journey, learning to overcome her fears. I think this is the moment where she finally gets to let loose for once. She will give out a primal druidic scream, and her body will erupt in flames as she becomes a fire elemental. Large size? A large size, yes. Thank you very much. And without well, as a bonus action, <laughs> she's gonna brave the purple and step up into that area. Um, I am curious, does the fire of her body, because she's kind of like a, a, a walking demonic fireball at this point, um, does the fire react with the purple at all? With the smoke? It, it causes oxygen to swirl and it makes it all weird and whirly, but I mean, that's only going to make you breathe it in better. Um, okay, I wouldn't say it cool. deals any more damage, but... No, sure, I was just curious if it was like a chemical thing. Anyway, um, okay, she will brave the purple and she will um, make two touch attacks. Uh, if you will give me a moment to type, as per usual with the elementals. Oh, wait, shit, hold on. Um, can I, like, go onto him? Because I'm, I'm a fire elemental, like, I can engulf him? Because I have a thing that allows me to do damage over time. Uh, sure, read it out for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Fire form, um... Elemental can move through spaces now is one inch wide without squeezing. A creature that touches the elemental or hits it with a melee attack while within five feet of it takes a 1d10 fire damage. 
In addition, the elemental can enter a hostile creature's space and stop there. The first time it enters a creature's space, on a turn, the creature takes uh, 1d10 fire damage and catches fire. Until someone takes an action to douse the fire, the creature takes uh, 1d10 fire damage at the start of each of its turns. So, I, I, it's tricky with the map, but can I do that? Great. Okay. <laughs> Push you roll back here for a minute. Yeah, great. I'm assuming a 13 and a 17 won't hit. No, unfortunately. That's okay. Uh, he will still take the 1d10 uh, fire damage. Okay. And be set on fire. And he will be set on fire. That's a whole 2 damage! Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Callisto is just trying to burn this god. I mean, it's it it works. I mean, yeah. his uh, well, kind of. Um, so of course, his appearance is going to change. Um, he goes from the original kind of look that you guys saw earlier, and I'm just going to go ahead and pop in now. How he's he's looking a lot different over time now. Um, that's now that let me go ahead and update his token too. Oh, lovely. So he's just going to start laughing. You see, like, the red in his eyes, the the singeing of his skin, which almost kind of unaffect him. Um, can I get you to roll me a con save there so we can see if you take full or half damage? Absolutely. Sixteen. He will take full damage. Well, shit. It's only seven. Could be worse. Oh, yeah. Um, but it is necrotic. So that's the downside. Probably. Okay, so um, how his abilities work, he is going to use his last legendary action, because um, it is the end of your turn, just before he starts his. Um, so he is going to use a... Force? Force strike on you. J21 to hit. Oh, yeah, that hits. That'll deal 27 damage and push you back 10 feet into Zer. Oh, man. Zer. Which means Zer catches on fire and takes 5 damage, too. Or uh, 1d10. Okay, cool. Give me one second to do math. Actually, I can do math later. I'm so sorry. Good. This is dynamic is cool. Yeah. I waited till the final battle to do it. Cause character development. Okay. Okay. So that ends your turn. That ends his legendary action, making it his turn immediately. He gets his legendary actions back, and he gets to do his actions. So, um, what he is going to do... So he, and he makes two four strike attacks and can use a third ability if he so chooses. 
but that is a finite ability, so I have to decide whether or not I want to use that right now. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna force strike um, caustic. Bring it on. Melee. That is a thirty-one to hit. Believe it or not, that does hit. Uh, eighteen force damage, uh, and he's gonna push you. He's gonna toy with you. He's gonna push you back ten feet. But he's he's gonna stop it at the edge of the thing, so you're just like dangling there. Like he doesn't want to throw you off. He's not trying to put you in the void. It's he's toying with you. Um, let's see, he's gonna go ahead and we're gonna use the second one. This one's a ranged force strike. We're gonna do that at Callisto again. It's a twenty-five to hit. Yep. That's another twenty-five and another ten feet pushing you in. To casters area. Seven fire damage to caster. And how much damage do you say? Twenty. Uh, twenty-four force. Twenty-four. And I think Form he is going to use this way. ability. Um, he's going to use this on. Uh, we're going to use this on Finn. Gravity shift. Oh, God. Uh, any creature that you can see within 100 feet of you, the creature must make a wisdom saving throw or be plung upward and fall directly down by 100 feet. Taking fall damage. All right. Ooh. Natty. Natural 20 for 21. Okay. Nothing happens. Trying to see if it. You take half. Okay. It's probably still probably gonna hurt a lot. Uh, yeah. Um. So you're getting ND6. fall damage for a hundred feet. How much? And ND six. Thank you. I don't think that's going to put you down immediately. I don't think no, that's immediately it, enough. Then if it's that half, is forty-four damage. So twenty-two. Um, that was a good ass fall damage roll. Yeah. <laughs> that'll end his turn. Uh, I think Fidium might be able to make it now. Fidium is going to come here and. He could attack, but he's going to use his action to pull Caustic up. Athletics. We're going to do Athletics. That's a 17. So he's going to pull you back up off that ledge, Caustic. That'll end his turn. Uh, Alright. Well, I don't know how much extra I can really do without spending a whole bunch of resources. Um... Really get around him. Uh, I think I'm just gonna, yeah, stab him twice with the. Uh... Oh wait, here's here's what I'm gonna do. Um, let me let me see if this has an upcast thing because I do. Uh, I'm gonna stack things on top of each other. Uh, I'm gonna cast protection from evil and good. Uh, 
specifically on uh, Fidium. Uh, and then that's it for me. <laughs> that's that's my turn. That's my action. Go ahead and roll me another con save. Con save. We are still in the purple. Uh, let me add. That's another six necrotic. Uh, oh wait, it would be oh, that's twenty-three total. So you will save this uh, time. You will take half. Huzzah! It's a three. Alright. Notice. I think you just answered what I was going to ask, because I didn't ask, or to specify last time, the the purple miasma surrounding Lord Vagrant slash Zolom is necrotic damage, right? Okay. Um, I'm going to do something a little fancy because I'm a monk and I don't have to use my hands. Um, so I will. Haha. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to draw my bow and retrieve an obsidian arrow from it. And I'm going to aim it at Zolom and whisper to the shard of obsidian which is there i imagine might have carved a symbol of one of the god's statues when he recovered the obsidian for crafting the arrowheads so he's going to say this is for beska and he's gonna fire the arrow making his first attack um it's a 26 plus bonuses so um, that'll be nine piercing damage. Okay. And I'll mark that arrow down. And then I'm going to move up. Make my I'm doing my attacks one at a time because I just realized that depending on whether they hit or miss, it could make a lot of difference in how I spent my key. So this is my extra attack, which will miss. And then since that was an unarmed attack with my uh, my greaves, I'm going to make one of my bonus action martial attack, or my bonus action um, martial arts attack. Okay. So that'll be a 22. I'm going to try to turn that into a stunning strike. Like Zolom to either Use a legendary save thing or a wisdom save. He's immune to stun. So he's like one of the four creatures in the monster manual that are immune to stun. That's great. Okay, I'll mark off that key point, but I won't use that ability again. Um, so that's just the normal damage and then the damage from the arrow and that's my turn mm -hmm. I'll make a con and... save for that miasma though oh yes please uh, that that's probably full. won't make it with bonuses 
So I'll take that. And that's Finn's turn. I'm gonna pull out the crystal. And I'm be focusing on it. It's like, come on, give me a sign. What do I need to do? And just, and I'll spin my action focusing on the crystal. See if that changes anything. So we're gonna we're gonna do something at the top of the round with that. If okay. that's okay. That's fine. If I'm still allowed to do a bonus action. I mean, can I still do a bonus action? I didn't mean to say it like that. Sure. Alright, I'm going to inspire Zer with keep hitting him. We'll, 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 uh, whittle him down. And you get an inspiration. Thank you. And that's my turn. Esther. Esther will step out of the the way of uh, on fire Callisto. Still burning. Yep. And he'll grip the glass magnolia in his hand and a wave of radiant energy will pulse forth from him in an area of 30 feet as he casts um make sure I get the right one here uh aura of life and what aura of life does is until the spell ends, the aura focuses on me in the 30-foot radius, and each non-hostile creature in the area, including me, has resistance to necrotic damage, and its hit point maximum cannot be reduced. In addition, a non-hostile creature, living creature regains one hit point when it starts its turn, and the aura was zero hit points. So, so, so to clarify, Max, that would end the Bless effect on us, right? Uh, the Bless effect is from a magical item, so I don't think it does. Oh. It's like using a wand or another magical item okay. that casts a spell. From, I didn't know you were using it from the blessed bead. Yeah, I was using it from the bead that you gave me. Okay. So, will that end your turn? Uh, action. Movement. Um, I don't... Nobody's down, right? Not, in. Not here. Alright, yep, that'll end my turn. That's all I can do. Alright, when your turn ends, he will use Legendary Action. He will strike at you at a forced range. That is a 27 to hit. Mm-hmm. 15 force damage. And he will push you 10 feet back. Oof. concentration for me. Oh, wait, I pushed the wrong one, but yeah, I fail. So the aura goes away. Yeesh. I'm sorry, guys. He is oh, no. meant to be nasty. He is effectively I... nasty. Yeah, no, it's fine. Alista. Um... Listo will see the pigeonholing of her quarry 
Uh, and certainly does not want to burn anybody else any worse. So she will stay right where she is, right at the edge of the purple smog. And while she can't speak, she can certainly move. Uh, so she, like, waves her fiery arms in as much of a bring him over here as she possibly can. And uh, uh, she will hold her action to do touch if he comes within range. And that uh, range is... Turn. Sorry. Uh, to oh, be clear. Is, is range of touch, so. Yeah. Um, when your turn ends, he will use his legendary action yet again. This one at you, 31, 16 force. It will push you another okay. 10 feet. Okay. Uh, she's still fire uh, elemental. His turn. Not by much. Alright, um, so we are going to use uh, two four strikes. Uh, first one on Xur, 27 to hit. Okay. 19 force, pushes you 10 feet. Um, okay. and he will, I think he's going to do it again. He's going to use a range one. Uh, 18, I'm sure will miss. That will miss, actually, just at last level. And then, because it recharged, um, he's gonna look at Finn again. Also, Gravity you shift. did say you did say something would happen at the start of the. Yes, we're gonna get to that. Okay. Um, we're gonna do gravity shift on you yet again. Good way. Nineteen. Don't is Finn blessed? No. Uh, so that is a fail. You're gonna take full. So that is 10d6. That's 36 more damage. Ooh. I'm so you're sitting there, you're looking at this crystal, you're, you're thinking you're, and you're going to feel the gravity from underneath you, like a well kind of spring out, almost like you're getting shot up. And you're going to linger in the air, kind of as this crystal kind of gets left from your hand. And you're going to come crashing back down. And as you do, for a few split seconds, and I'm not I'm not making you unconscious. What I'm saying is you're going to kind of black out for a second. And the only thing that you can kind of remember in that time, the only thing that's really coming to your mind, is how, in some way, both you... And Fidium put energy into this thing. But it still feels incomplete. Okay. I think I, I think I get it. Um, Fidium will go. Let's go ahead and for the first time, let's make a swipe with the sword. 15 will miss. He's got, a, plus he's got a bardic inspiration. He does. Oh, he and does. A and a D8? A D8. And if he's level 5, he gets two attacks. And a blast. That's a 20. That'll hit. 17 damage. It is 5. He has 2. You know, we're also going to pop action surge. 20 will hit. We're going to roll that D4. 
All three hit. So that is another 11. Ouch. So you're going to see kind of rippets. He's actually going to start bleeding more. That smog still like billowing out. It's not going to get any farther out, but he's taking some heavy damage. It is not like he's, he's actually looking kind of hurt. Um, he's not doing too great right now. Uh, Caustic. Actually, uh, well, that'll Infidium's turn, so he's going to use Legendary Action. Um, and he's going to use Force Push on, actually, Caustic. Alright. 24 to hit. That'll hit. 17 Force. He's going to dangle you at the edge again. Alright. Uh... Oh, that's how I do it. Alright, uh, I guess I'll... Do I have enough movement to climb back off the edge and get within melee with him again? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, what I'd like to do is repay this favor in kind. Uh, I'm gonna swing at him uh, twice before I do anything too exciting. Uh, plus my blast. Uh, so that's 21 total. And then? Uh, okay, so... I... No, I'm gonna smack him again. Let's, let's do this first. Let's not ruin my combo. Can I add something to your onslaught after this? Uh, that's a 20 total? 20 hit? Oh, thank god. Okay, so, uh, 8 damage from the first attack, 9 damage from the second one, uh, but I'm going to activate, uh, make sure I can read it correctly. Yes. I'm going to activate my Deny Trespass ability and push him, uh, to the edge of the Eldritch Ward. Uh, so it's going to be, he has to go to the nearest spot that is outside of my Eldritch Ward, which would be, uh, basically, I can move that way. So he'd only move, uh, five, ten... He'd move 10 feet through it. Uh, and then he would take... Assuming he is able to be pushed. He will take 9 points of force damage. So yeah, you can push him out to the middle of nowhere. No ground, as he floats in the ether. Okay. Oh, I tried. Um, so with that uh, last force strike against Caustic, which dangled Caustic over the edge, I'm going to activate a reaction and a key point to cast Ashes Pendulum, invoking the goddess and dealing 16 points of radiant damage as a reaction. Sorry, what? Where's the other ability? Put that up for me? Uh, yeah. So it says for readers, when a marked creature, which is Caustic, or myself, takes damage from another creature that you can see, I can see him, I can spend a key point to surround that creature who dealt the damage in scathing light 
dealing, that should be my level plus wisdom modifier, which is 12 plus 4. So, does that end Caustic's turn? Yes, that's the end of my turn. Alright, legendary action. Did he get kind of pissed at you? Force push 31 to Caustic? Uh, yeah, that, once again that'll hit. <laughs> 17 force, and he's going to actually physically force you directly off the edge. Now, this is where we get into lair situations. So this lair is its own little weird fucking pocket dimension. So if you fall off the edge, a few things are going to happen. If you've ever seen Portal, right? You're going to see him fall through, fall down, and then he's going to come from the ceiling. And he's going to fall directly onto the ground. You're going to take 100, 100 feet of fall damage. Okay. Unless you can negate it. Uh, I don't think I have Feather Fall, and I definitely don't have it prepped, so that's about it. That's another 29 damage as you fall directly back not, where you are. Not the worst. Zareth? Oh, I'm bloodied, by the way. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, uh... Sorry, uh, Caustic, I need you to make a save, because you're still in the purple in the end. Uh, natural 20. You good? Yeah. And that's three? Currently. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, sorry, Sarah. Yeah, no problem. To do what you need to do. I'm going to um, run up onto this little sliver of a ledge. And I'm going to kick out with my Greaves. First attack. Whoa, character sheets. Calm down, my friend. Okay, first attack. Unarmed strike. The 25. Plus bonuses. Uh, nine damage. Don't think without my stunning strike, I can't really do anything with that. So I'm just going to roll two more. Extra attack and bonus action. 17. I'm going to roll my d4 bless to make sure that hits or doesn't. So that'd just be a 19 for the last one. If not, it's uh, just 21 damage total. Uh, and that will be the end of your turn? Yep. Uh, no, last I have to make a con save. Okay. Um, that 19. would be a 20. Uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Half. Okay. Um, alright. Okay, let's see. He is going to, at the end of your turn, use his last legendary... Uh, let's sorry yeah four strike um so let's four strike let's do this to uh let's do this to you actually uh 20 to hit which i think misses i know that 
Uh, push you back 10 feet. 16 force. I didn't like that, and since that was just my turn, I got my reaction up. So this is my reaction for the following round. I'll hit him with another Ashes Pendulum for that force strike. Another 16 Radiant, and another key point down. That will be the turn in Legendary Action. So it'll be Finn's turn, I believe. Alright, I'm going to get up. I'm not... 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. I'm going to go to uh, Callisto and, be, and hold out the, the crystal and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout it out to everybody. We need to all focus onto the crystal. It'll charge it. And and like I'm handing holding it out to Callisto to take on her turn. But if, if I don't know if that'll take an action, but if not, I'm gonna hit him with the Eldritch Blast. Uh, no, it should take an action. Uh, go ahead and try. All right, three three shots. One, two, three. Ten will miss. Uh, Eighteen will miss. Eighteen will miss. Yep. And bonus action, I'm going to cast Healing Word at level 2 on myself. Okay. A whole 9 points of damage. I mean, 9 points of healing. And that'll be my turn. Caster. Caster's going to move slightly so that he has his friend Caustic within range of himself. And again, he will grab his holy symbol, and with a few powerful words, another burst of radiance will come out from him, this time washing over all of his friends and himself, and healing us for a pitiful twelve. But it's something. Anything else? Uh, no, everybody just gets healed for 12. Callisto. Alright. I, th- uh, I do, Col- oh, before before that goes, though, I do think that there's something that happens with Zareth and Caustic, because they're bonded. Um, thank you for reminding me I'm choosing not to do that this time. Okay. But thank you. Okay. Uh, Callisto will... Do her best to signal to Finn to put the crystal down, or at least chuck it at her, so he does. She doesn't burn him. Um, does he do so? No, he, he's like, no time, just do it. He's got a wooden she hand. He take... can put it out. That's fair. Um, she will take it and I guess do the d10 damage. Um, but she will hold it in her fiery palm and uh, spend her turn. Focusing on it. What are you focusing on? Like what? I I want. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Yes. What is one point in your adventure, besides your wedding, of course, that really sticks out in your mind that has happened throughout this entire campaign? But, uh, and I'm gonna go with this, Callisto. 
imagines the labyrinth and fighting the Minotaur and watching Arwen's sword be used for the first time, admittedly by her husband, but still. And realizing just how powerful this thing that she's spent the entire adventure following along with can be. I think she focuses on that moment. Mm. You will be able to give an essence to this crystal. Um, what color would you like it to be? I want it to be purple. Purple it is. We've got yellow, green, purple in the crystal swirling currently. Alright. Monster's turn. Top of the round. Let's go ahead and roll those 2d6 for anything that might be in the area. This will be the new damage for this round. 12 necrotic if Yikes. possible. This is going to be a hurtful round. Um, okay. Um, so. We're, we're probably going to have to wrap this up here soon. I was hoping we would get to the. Close to an end here. Um, we're, we're really close though. So I'm hoping that this is going to be the round. So if we're okay with ruling just a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So let's go ahead and four strike caustic. Huzzah, 27, 27 does hit. Yeah, he's tossing you off that ledge again, and then you're gonna take that fall damage. Do it to it. Let's go. It's another 33 damage. Still up, baby. <laughs> nice. All right, we're gonna do the second force at our um, monk. I almost called you a bard. Um, I believe 19 will miss. That'll that'll just hit. Um, so, yeah, I hate these numbers that I have to subtract because I hate subtraction. 26 force. Uh, roll 20 should take care of everything for you if you have your HP set to, like, a bar. Mm. Okay. That, that's that's what I do. That way I don't have to do math. I should have rolled this at the start of his turn. If you also hate subtracting, you can okay. type slash R and then like 98 minus 26. That's pretty smart. And it'll do the subtraction for you. We'll end his turn. That'll make it fidiums. Actually, he's before he moves, he's going to run back here. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, there we go. Um, no, you know what? He's moving up five more. There we go. That gets almost everybody on the field into the thing. Um, so, Fidium will... We're going to stroll on up. Attempt to slash at this guy again. So, this is one. Two extra attack. Uh, he still get that plus four. D4. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been 10 rounds yet. 18, 19, 20. So both will hit. 16 and 18 slashing. There you go, dude. Let someone let someone actually do damage. Yeah, for real. It's just like, hey, let's just let the level 6 like NPC handle this. We're good. <laughs> so, so here's what's going to happen. 
because we've reached we've reached a point. Put this down here a bit. This is where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I had a thing for this. So he is going to kind of hit pretty hard with this. The sword is going to kind of tap into some power. It is going to ignore that part. We're going to edit that out. That was a mistake. Um, it is going to uh, kind of push him back. He's going to get knocked a good 20 feet. He's going to go off the edge. However, actually, we're going to undo that. I just need this one done. He's going to go off the edge. And for a bit, everything is going to go quiet. He's not going to fall. There's going to be an immersion of flames that kind of spew upward um, from the ledge that he came down. And he is going to just scream. It's almost agony that you're hearing. But... Eventually, he is going to reemerge. Um, we've completed round one, guys. Let me adjust this. This large, dark form, blackened skin, like like onyx pitch black, like dark black. Red glowing eyes, very pointed features, ears, teeth, everything. Um, he is going to emerge in a gargantuan size. Sorry, full size there. Now this is where we're going to end, but we are far from over. We are in the second round of this combat, guys. And I think this is a perfect place to end it before we pick back up next time. I I have double digit health still, so that's Hi everybody, you guys know me, I'm Corey, I'm the Diggity Diggity Dungeon Disaster DJ, here back again for saying thank you for listening to the episode, thank you for being here, don't forget to subscribe, follow, and click on whatever little bell there is to help kind of bring us up to other people's feeds, uh, let them join in the adventure, and find us on probably their FY page. So, um, with that, I also want to put out a thank you to Sirenscape for allowing us to use their music and sound effects without the campaign. It's been great to have music and stuff just kind of in there and, and not have to worry about doing it post-product. 
as well as being able to let the players hear sound effects and cool monsters and stuff throughout combat. So if you haven't checked them out, check them out in the link below. There's also a link to every sound effect that we use. Uh, I also want to shout out a thank you to Cobalt Press for Tomes of Beasts and the Creature Codex, both of which some of the best books I've read for monsters for Monster Manual in a while, besides the Monster Manual itself. All right. Well, with that, guys, I think that's pretty much it for me. Um, thank you guys for being here, and don't forget, keep your opportunities open. <laughs> <laughs>